This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle curl. I'd actually like to start from Dom. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees the soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. That is again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to the 17th edition of Turn on the Jets Film Room. Um, I just noticed, I just like listened to that to that intro, and I noticed like that when they start when Scott starts to introduce you, it's like like you get extra background music, like it's all like a <laughs> end of a of a movie action scene. And I just get generic music. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna address that with Scott. I'll just think about that right now. <laughs> Listen, you gotta take that up with Scott, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, had, I had no part in that. Right, right, right. I'm sure. Um, but as usual, uh, the housekeeping, TOJ, Film Room on iTunes, uh, YouTube, Turn on the Jets, or you can just type in, I think it's youtube.com slash Turn on the Jets TV. Uh, leave reviews and subscribe as, as always, as I always say. It helps us a lot more than anybody can really even imagine that it does. It puts us up. You know, when you're looking for podcasts, it puts us up towards the top of the charts. We get more listeners. It helps us out. Maybe I get an actual background behind me, and uh, maybe you can do some other things. So <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Um, and we got another one this week uh, from Gary Veg, and he said some things, you know, like we give uh, serious football fans what they want. Uh, we'll make you a better football fan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, shows who not only played well, but how they played well. So another really great review from uh, – from Gary there, so we appreciate that. And uh, as usual, I'm on Twitter at JoeRB31, and Marcus is on Twitter at PatchMC42. Um, no spaces, and I actually just got my capabilities to get my uh, videos back on Twitter, so I'll be posting some videos on Twitter again about uh, some big plays on the game and things like that. But um, before we get into the game, Marcus, what is up? Not much, man. Another week. Another, another um, I guess another grinder. That's what you want to call it for last week. And uh, really just trying to – man, it's hard. I'm just trying to see what, what this team, you know, what their identity is, what, you know, what they're trying to do still. I mean, I know we're like week eight now. We're still trying to figure out, you know, yeah. what's – you know, kind of what's going on with them. So, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, hopefully, you know, after breaking down the film today, we found a few things, let you know, kind of let everybody know, you know, what's going on. And, and uh, hopefully the matchup's good for them next week. Yeah, and um, just quickly, too. Uh, one, I'm wearing a hat because my heater is broken in my downstairs. Marcus already asked me. I'm not a freak or sick or anything <laughs> like that. Um, and two, we, I, I talked about the reviews. Uh, we've been getting a ton of support from people, comments on YouTube and, and you know watches on YouTube and uh, reviews. And just say I really appreciate everybody for doing that because it, it does mean a lot. I, I enjoy you know reading that stuff and interacting with people. So we really do appreciate the support from we have a lot of uh, you know diehard listeners. It seems like as of right now, so we appreciate everybody for that. Yep. Um, and two, with commenting the fans who listen, I hope those are not the fans who go to the game. Um, and I've criticized fans before. I don't know if I've ever done it on this show. I think I probably have. Uh, I used to do it a lot of my old podcasts. 
Dude, Jet, uh, the Jets fans who go to the game, you, you got to step it up, man. Uh, I, I was just talking to Marcus about it, and when he played, you know, in the late 90s and all that stuff, um, the fans were great. Even before they went into MetLife, the fans were great. In Giants Stadium, it was, it was ruckus in there. Um, they priced the fans out of the lower sections with the PSLs, and PSLs are a crap load of money to just sit in the same seat every year. Um, but I go to the games, and, like, you know, last couple of years, okay, they had Fitzpatrick. They had Fitzpatrick the next year. They had – you know, McCown, they had a really bad team with Sanchez. They had Gino. Like I understood. I was like, maybe, you know, once they get the, the new rookie quarterback, the, uh, the fans would come back and, and really support the team. Dude, I, I'm not impressed, man. I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty, I'm pretty disappointed. The Dolphins game, the home opener, I wasn't that, wasn't that impressed. The fans were really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Denver game was, was okay. A lot of orange there. And then this game, I was just telling you, like we were, the Jets were, in the, I think it was the second quarter, we were down like 10 to 7. And I remember standing up on third down, and me and my buddy who has season tickets with me, we looked from left to right. I sit in 311, and we looked from left to right, and everybody is sitting down on third down. Nobody's making noise. They're looking at their cell phone. They're in the concession stands getting more beers, getting hammered. And um, the, the, the Jets really have no home field advantage. The Jets have a home field advantage when they're winning, and that's pretty much it. But the fans are just non-existent. So if you are one of those fans who goes to this game or goes to the games and you sit on your phone and don't sit up in third down, don't cheer, don't scream, don't clap, uh, I appreciate you for listening to the show, but you're a bum. I'm sorry. It, just, <laughs> it, it, it drives me crazy, man. When I, when I watch these games, like when I watch Denver games, when I watch Chief games, when I watch you know, college football games and you notice the, 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 the noise level and I go to Jets games – and it's like 20 to 25% of the opposite fans. And even the fans who are there don't cheer. They just, they, they just sit and watch on their phones and will give like a freaking clap like you would at a ballet. Like, right. like I'm up literally screaming every, almost every single play minus offensive plays, clapping. Uh, the, after the Broncos game, my hands were bruised because I'm slapping the glass at the end of the section. Like just and, and uh, <laughs> step your shit up. That's, that's basically what I'm saying. If you're going to the games and you're sitting on your ass, you're not my type of guy. So, um, you know, support the team. It, it really does. Marcus, can you talk about the crowd noise and different like um, arenas, like how much it affects the game? Because I, I know it does, but from a player's one playing in opposite um, stadiums and 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 playing loud fans, or or playing you know at home and you have loud fans to support you, like right. what does that do for a player? Because I, I think it affects you guys a lot. And to see people sitting on their asses looking at freaking Twitter and their fantasy teams, it drives me nuts. Yeah, no, it, I mean it's got a. I mean, it has a huge effect. I mean, especially when you're talking about when other teams got the ball, you know, on offense, mm-hmm. you know, the crowd noise, you know, can interrupt, obviously, the communication and the play calling. I mean, you don't want to have that much noise, you know, when your home team is on, <clears throat> you know, is on offense. But, yeah. you know, and for some, I mean, the, the crowd is a motivation, you know, a motivating factor, you know, for a lot of guys. And a lot of guys, you know, feed off the energy of the crowd. And if they feel that, you know, you're incited and you're in tune with the game, then they get excited as well. And they may, you know, find a little bit extra and, and you know they may be playing hard already but they, they tend to find a little bit extra you know and, and it's it's a huge change in momentum so it's important so I mean if if you know if you're going to the game you know yeah just don't go to the game and just sit down you know if you're going to do that you might as well just stay at the house and be on the couch you know if you just go sit at the house and, and drink your beers you know you you know oh. you come to the you come to the games and you know we hope you know that you guys you know cheer and and you know, cheer, you know, when it's appropriate, you know, when you need to and be excited for your team. And no, and like you said, I mean, even just watching it on TV, you can tell it's, you know, it's a lot different, you know, there's not a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of excitement or enthusiasm going on in the stands. Yeah. And like, it's like the, 
freaking Jets chant too. Like that, that's dying. Um, I think I did like one Jets chant the entire game. Like nobody stands up and does it in the in the crowd. The, the, the honestly, the stadium is just it's it, it's bad. Um, and like you talk about all those people like on their phone and stuff. Why don't Why don't you just stay home? Minus you know, take out the hour drive to get there, the hour and a half back because of traffic, the parking. The, the the tickets all that stuff and just send your ass at home and, and be on your phone <laughs> and right. not make noise like why why what's even like the point and then I show up too like I'm I'm, I'm getting like packing up my tailgate to go into the game it's like twelve o'clock and people are still pulling in and I'm like dude you guys suck like hey, come on um, <laughs> so it's just it's just overall I'm I'm pretty disappointed uh, I love going to games because of the tailgates because of my friends who I go with but the stadium atmosphere gets gets a solid D minus it's like it's it's bad. Um, it's whatever, whatever. Let's get into the game because that's just – it is disappointing. I, I wish it was like it was with in, in Giants Stadium, but it's never going to be like that again, I don't think, unless the Jets are, you know, uh, just in a playoffs year after year after year after year, and then people come who haven't come in 10 years and say how long they've been there for and how diehard of fans they are. But, hey, whatever. Right. Um, so, uh, to start off super negative <laughs> with a game that it was – for the most part, negative, other than a few things. Even, you know, Jets lost by 20, 37 to, to 17. Uh, the game, for the most part, was much closer than that for a lot of it. Uh, the the doors kind of got blown off, you know, in end of the third quarter, fourth quarter a little bit because of some turnovers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we do it, you know, with the duds, um, you know, we do that when, when they lose and obviously they lost. So uh, my number three, and my duds literally got, like they, it was position groups, so I had, I didn't have like a lot to choose from, um, because it was just such a such a wide net of duds that I had. But um, I guess Darnold is 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 my three. But this is a game where I talked about it with Scott the other day when we did our pod, like our mini podcast. We do a thirty minute podcast. Um, this wasn't a game like it was versus the Browns or versus the Jaguars. But I was legitimately like, okay, what the hell is he doing? What is he seeing here? Why is he making this play? Um, you know, there's clearly a defender in this this zone underneath this hook route, whatever it may be, like simple things that I was not understanding why he was doing that or why we've seen that, other right. than the reason of panic and things like that. This game, you look at the stats, yeah, you know, 17 for 42, 206 yards, one touchdown, one rushing touchdown, three interceptions. Listen, we I've came on the show after the Browns game, after the Jaguars game, and we criticized him. We said he played really bad. This game, it was probably it wasn't as bad as those games. It was still not a good game, but one of those interceptions was from a drop from from Peak that hit him right in the chest. Another yeah. one was from a miscommunication of him in between on between him and Andre Roberts, which we'll go over. And another one is Anderson. Where we'll we'll break it down. It's it's an interesting play. We'll we'll get into it. I'm not going to kill him for that other interception. And then he had a fumble, but that fumble was was because of freaking Spencer Long. And Spencer Long sucks so bad at snapping that Donald had to jump up for it like he was going for an NBA rebound, and then right. try to hand it off to. Oh, well, actually, NBA players in the NBA don't jump up for rebounds anymore. We'll see the playoffs. <laughs> um, that's why I don't watch the NBA that much anymore. Um, but what is it called? Yeah, then he had to rush to get to the mesh point with uh, with Crowell, and Crowell fumbled it. So it, it went on Donald, but he didn't have help this game really. But we'll, we'll go over his game um, you know, right now. And I guess just for my number two, I, I'm going to go for my number three and number two. My number two stud of the game was the pass catchers. Uh, Sterling had a drop. Crowell had a drop. Burnett had a drop. Peak had a drop that led to an interception. Um, Anderson had a had a drop. So the 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 guys who's getting to the ball the ball too weren't helping him at all either. 
Um, and they get my number two uh, dud of the game, especially when you're looking at guys. Listen, like we've talked about it before, the Jets have an underrated um, wide, like, like skill position group in the NFL. But that's because they were rated one of the lowest in the league. I'm not saying they're top 15. I'm probably going to put them low, low teens, early 20s right now with what they have with all the injuries. They're probably in the mid-20s with a mm. noon out and all these guys out. Um, but when you have these guys out and then you have guys like Peek and Roberts in there and they can't catch a ball or run a route correctly, you're not helping your rookie quarterback who's 21 years old against the Vikings defense, which is just ferocious at times. Um, so they get my number two and three, but, uh, I guess just your overall thoughts on that. And then we'll get into some of the actual, like, like film. No, I, I mean, I, I was honestly, I have to agree with you. I think it's more by position. The only thing that I would say is just, and this is just my opinion, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's hard. It's always hard for me to really pick, um, like studs, like for example, even though I know Jamal Adams, you know, made I think he ended up with nine tackles, eight, you know, it had two or three, mm-hmm. you know, tackles for loss. I'm just kind of like, yeah, but I mean, did, I mean, did it really have a, you know, that much of an impact on the game where where you can say that? So it's, you yeah. know, it's kind of hard, really rate, you know, it's kind of hard just really rating, you know, studs. I mean, sometimes I mean, and don't get me wrong, there's definitely a lot of times where guys do play well, you still end up losing. I mean, I, I get that. It's yeah. just a you know, when I'm watching the defense and I'm watching the big plays that they give up, it's kind of hard for me to judge that and really give, you know, anybody, you know, yeah, a whole are, lot of yeah. credit in regards to doing that. We are – we're doing we're doing duds. I don't know if I said um, studs, but uh, – Oh, you do duds. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 sorry. yeah. 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 I was, See, I was, another week of you not following the rules, damn it. No, I am following the rules. <laughs> I was ahead of myself. No, <laughs> no, 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 you're right. Dud-wise, um, obviously yeah. – Obviously, we knew we knew this O line was gonna have trouble with 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 um, you know Minnesota's defensive front. We already knew that. Yeah. We said that last week, and that kind of came to fruition. I don't know what the deal is with all the drops and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that that's it's getting to the point now where it's where it's really you know it's it's already been an issue, but it's kind of like a but it's a high alert issue now. Like it's really an issue, and and it is. I mean, you look at the stat line, it is it is affecting Sam Donald in the way that it looks because people look at the game, but they just look at the stat line, they see 17 for 42, like, okay, yeah, he had a sucky game. But <laughs> that didn't count, yeah. you know, all of the drops, the drops, you know, the drops for INTs, you know, that, that uh, you know, where the ball is bouncing around and the other team picks it off or whatever it is. So it's starting to get bad, you know, and it does look bad, you know, from an outside, you know, an outside perspective, it does look like Sam Donald played bad where – he may have actually played pretty decent, but he's just yeah. not getting help. So I, I don't know. I mean, there's not much you can do right now, you know, during the season, you know, right now in regards to bringing in new wideouts and things like that. I think in regards to like frequency or actually I say, I would say draft, you know, in the draft, you know, they really need to get some guys that can catch the rock, you know, some quality pass catchers. They don't have to be Robbie Anderson fast, but they could be, you know, in between Curse and Robbie Anderson in regards to speed. but Whenever Donald, you know, throws the ball to him, he he can be confident in him that they're gonna they're gonna come up with the ball and not yeah you know, potentially drop balls, you know, because this this is this is a problem. I mean, it's a huge problem. Hands, route running, smarts, you know, um, and like like we've said before, Jarvis Landry is one of the slowest forties I've seen, like four seven something, but he's one of the best receivers in the NFL because he's yeah. smart and he's tough and he has good hands. That's really all you need: route running and hands. Just like Thieland. Thielen's putting up a monster year. It's like a historic year through seven weeks. 
And he's not fast. He's not a great athlete. He's not a great athlete at all, but he's smart as hell. And he knows how to run routes and he has multiple different pre- uh, releases off of press, multiple different breaks at the top of his routes. And uh, it was like this, like this one, like this is a, another post wheel concept. They, they like this concept the last couple of weeks. Um, and again, this is a, this is a perfect throw. It's, it's, he's not leading too much so that safety can get over there or number 41 can get over there. Um, it's past, it's past number. Um, is that, I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, I can't say who it is. It's a DN. Yeah, so it's a D-end. And it's a perfect throw. It hits him in the hands. His hand doesn't get in there. I watched from the other view, too. His hand does not get in there, but he, but he drops the ball, which I understand it's a hard catch because, the, the, you know, the uh, number 91 is, is pulling his hand or his wrist right there. But you got to catch that ball. So that's, that's a beautiful throw, good decision, but it goes down as an incompletion. So is it a bad play from Because automatically because it's an incompletion? So that's just one of the examples there will bring up many, so. Yeah, no, that's that's not a hard catch, by the way. <laughs> it, it, it's not. First of all, his hands are wrong. When the ball's coming, yeah, the ball's yeah. coming more on a direct line like that, especially when you're running, you know, if you're running an arc route or a wheel route or anything like that, mm-hmm. the way that Donald puts the ball in, you can easily basket catch this. You want to cradle it? You want to cradle it, yeah. You mm-hmm. don't want to – because here's the thing. When you're opening your hands up, you, you have them facing. It's kind of like if um, you're trying to hold something but you're pushing it away – same, you know, phys- mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking about physics and everything, it's the same thing with the ball. You know, you know, that's, you know, that's, you know, a ball that should have been caught more like a cradle. That's not a hard catch, though. So. You know, but th- those are the catches you're supposed to make in the NFL. That's not a hard catch. You ask anybody yeah. in the league, that's not a hard catch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I get it. That's a, that's a, I didn't even think about the, the whole cradle thing, um, which is, it, it's a good point, too, because with his hands extended out like that, you're actually extending your hands closer to number 91 right there, which is allows him to grab a finger, grab a wrist. I'm going to strip that ball away where if you were to, to basket catch it, cradle it, um, you, you create that extra inch or two of separation. Um, and here, like this is, I'm just going to go over some of the misses. Like this was people like, this is a, this is a miss from him. And it, um, you have, you have Chris on the top of the screen right here and he, and he runs an out and Donald throws, you know, he throws it over the, um, the, the corner right there who who's just dropping into his uh, – he looks like just like a cloud corner dropping that curl of yeah. flat. And Donald – I'll show you the other view. So, I'm, actually, I didn't even look at his footwork here. I don't know if there's anything wrong with his feet. Um, maybe I want that back foot point a little bit more towards where I want the ball to go. It looks like it's a little bit off right there. And he's kind of – yeah, okay. So, the only thing that's really wrong with his footwork here is is his – if you see his his – I call it this his hallway. So, the middle of his foot where his, his foot is lining up right here. He, it looks like his back foot wants to throw the ball here while his front foot is pointed directly towards the sideline. I would like to see him get his hips turned a little bit more out right here and then drive through the throw more, get that front foot pointed more, and then the hallway set more towards the sideline. So his footwork's a little bit off right there, but that's like that's a little bit nitpicky. The ball gets there, it gets there, but that, there's a little bit of problem with the footwork. Um, and he's not really able to fully drive through the ball because you see him see that rush coming right in because right. Spencer Long does what Spencer Long does in Carpenter. I did. Just, just I, like what are they doing, right here? I don't, I, I don't know what kind of protection this is. This is a this is a protection of hey, let's get our rookie quarterback killed. Um, that's what it's that's what it's called. That's what they call because like he's looking at the linebacker drop and and he's just looking for somebody to block when you have a guy literally right in your face, right in front of you, right. So he's getting rushed right there, and the ball, if you see it right there, it hits him in the hands. It's a little bit far out, but that's a miss by centimeters. So I'm not gonna kill him there, but uh. Combination of the bad offensive line, a little bit of bad footwork, it puts it a little bit off. But at the same time, I thought curse prob. It, it's a hard. I think this, this is a hard catch. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I mean that's but, a tough catch. I mean it's. I mean, but 
I mean, yeah. guys, you know, a lot of guys, you know, especially if we're talking about like Antonio Bryant or like guys like that. I mean, they make, you know, they make those catches like that all the time. You know, so, I mean, but it, it's a hard catch. But throw is rushed, obviously, because, of, you know, mm-hmm. the rush, the rush is in his face. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't kill him for that one, you know, just because of, of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like I said, we're going to go through the game and, um, you know, listen, we'll kill people if we have to kill people. Uh, Claiborne's a guy who, you know, you'd think it's going to be bold to, to kill him because you look on pro football focus and, oh, you know, the 45 completion percentage against him. He's a he's a sixth highest rated corner in the league. We do not agree with that. Nope. So, uh, it's a lot of luck, <laughs> a lot of drops, a lot of missed throws, let's, let's be honest. And, and on this throw, this was – I remember sitting there, and, like, as soon as he released this ball, I thought it was an overthrow, which it was just to the slightest. But you have, you have Anderson on the, the top of the screen just running a nine route versus, um, you know, uh, what's his name, Xavier Rhodes, and he misses him by, you know, a, a yard or two. So that was yeah. close to being a freaking, you know, an 82-yard, 81-yard touchdown. He just misses him there. And people like to think, like, oh, that's a really easy completion. When you're throwing the ball 60 yards, to be off a yard or two, I'm not – like, obviously, yeah, you should make this completion because you're – I guess you're an NFL quarterback, but it's not easy to throw the ball 60 yards on the money. So, um, he's slight miss here from uh, Donald. Yeah, it's slight miss. God, those uniforms are horrible. But uh, yeah, I knew you were gonna say something. <laughs> the whole time I was doing film, I was waiting. I knew it. <laughs> I just had to see. Him, just had to see him up close. Yeah, I mean, and people do think that's an easy throw. That's not easy throw. It's just Hell like people, no. it's people think the swing route to the running back is an easy throw. That's not an easy throw either. There's just just because of what well, the swing route, the angles. But but yeah, but you're talking about down the field, 50, 60 yards, and then you you know you have to drop it in a bucket. You know, that's that's I mean that's actually a hard throw. And that's why you don't see many quarterbacks, except for obviously the top ones, Breeze, Brady, uh, you know, Rodgers, Mahomes. I mean, you only see certain guys, you know, you know, Russell Wilson that can really make this throw, you know, consistently, you know, this is an easy throw to make, you know, that that can be done consistently. So, I mean, but being off by a yard, yeah, I'm not going to kill him for that either. Uh, I mean, because, I mean, the ball's in a good spot. It's going to come. He's he's going to develop that, you know. Yeah. I don't know. How, uh, about Rob, how about Robbie Anderson, you know, make a better effort to die for the ball? How about that's that? what I thought too. And the only <laughs> thing that I, the only thing that could, that, that could hamper his, like the, the, maybe it's a reason that's an off a yard or two. I think he looks back for the ball a little bit too early right here where, where if you know you're going to beat him on the nine, on a nine route like this, you want to look back at the last second because when you look, right. When you look too early, you're no matter what people. I don't. I don't care what you think. Physics. You cannot run as fast with your head to the side. It's just. It's just how it works. Yeah. Your body automatically slows down. So he yeah. slows down right there, looking for the ball a little bit too early, uh, just a tiny bit. But it, it, it matters. It's those slight things. It's not like I said, not a game of inches. It's a game of millimeters. I think it's a game of just the slightest things that threw it off a little bit. But uh, he did burn past Xavier Xavier Rhodes, who's not the fastest corner, but he he did get by him. Um, looks like a cover. Looks like a cover three. It doesn't really matter. Is it is a one on one situation there? Um, at the end of the day, let me. See. Yeah, and no, and that's a, and that's a, no, and that's a good point. You, I mean, typically, especially if you know you're going to run by the guy, which mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson is clearly faster than Xavier Rose. At least wait till you get even with the wait till you clear him at least a little bit by maybe like yeah. half a body length and then start looking back because, as you said, if you're looking back, right uh, most, there. most yeah most people don't. You know, when you're looking back, you have to. It's almost like you're pushing back. Mm-hmm. So you're running forward, but you got to push back so you maintain your top end speed. 
And most people don't do that. Most people just run, you know, full speed. And then as soon as they turn around, they start losing that speed because, you know, you do lose, you do lose a step every, every, you know, every, anytime you're looking back. Yeah. But your so, shoulders yeah, I, I, slightly come up, you know, like it's right. So I like it. Just let him, I mean, really get in front of him, maybe like, you know, half a body length or something like that before he starts looking back. He had time. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm not a Donald apologist. Um, it was still a missed throw, but we got to point out, you know, everything we see. And he did look back slightly too early. Um, that does slow down your body. Like I said, your, your shoulders come up um, just aerodynamic standpoint, your head is down. It, it, it raises up. You're opening up more of your chest to the, to the air, to the up, to the um, just the elements or whatever. So it does slow you down. Um, so let me see. I don't, I don't know if you ever see this window. Do you see the window on the film that I see? Like, do you see the box of, of uh, me and you? I don't know if you see that. I always got to move it because I can't see it. Can't, can't see the place. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Your box stays up. I just move it. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> pain in the ass, freaking doing all this talking and put up all this film and sharing the screen, doing all this stupid crap. Um, so this play was a play where it should have – it it should have been an interception. This was this is the actually probably the worst play of the game for him. The other the three interceptions actually weren't as bad as this play, where you just you're just you, you just have three vertical routes from from the uh, you know from the um, what is this? This is thirteen personnel, I think. Yeah, uh, looks like yeah. One on one, two, three. Yeah, thirteen so, personnel. Thirteen. Yeah. Um, and or actually one, two, three. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure. Um, so yeah, yeah. The, the three vertical routes and this is, I believe it, it actually, I don't know if, it, I don't know what down and distance it was. I'm not going to lie for, I forget here. Um, this was too aggressive of a throw right here. And if he wanted to throw the ball, he should have released it like, like probably like right here before this, right. uh, before that safety could, could bite down on it. So he needs to get either rid of the ball quicker where he throws it right here towards the sideline and throws a lobber or um, throw it to the check down right there in, in, in Crowell, who... Yeah, I was going to say, just throw it to the check down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Crowell, they had their backs turned to him, so he could pick up this, this, this uh, 10 yards right here. So this, oh, this easy. is too aggressive of a throw. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't really like this play design either. Yeah, yeah. You got, you, you got, you're running three vertical tight ends against, against four DBs. Like, I mean, I know you got a linebacker going down the middle... But I don't, I don't like this play design. And so you got the linebacker underneath. So, no, I mean, if – yeah, I just don't like the play design. I mean, because it's – Minnesota's going to cover this either way. Because the tight ends aren't going to run a DB – going to outrun a DBs. And then they're playing – you know, they end up two-on-one down here at the bottom. Um, I mean, I guess, like I said, the check down is open, but you got to throw the check down. That's the only thing that saves this play. So I don't, I don't know if that was supposed to be the actual read. Just by logic, if you're running three verse with a check down coming out to the same side, I would think that they want you to throw a check down. But, yeah, you're actually like clearing it out, basically. Right, just, yeah, they're, um, they're just playing it out, yeah. They're just occupying space at that point. Yeah, and, and it, he does get a little bit disrupted in the pocket here, as you see that Brian Winters does get beat. Brian Winters struggled this game as well. Uh, he has to step up in the pocket right there a little bit. So, I mean, it disrupts the timing a little bit. But I, you, at this point, you can't, you, you can't really throw that, throw that ball, um, especially if you're, if you're lobbing it now. If that safety wasn't over top, and you could whip it in there, then sure. But when you have to lob it over like that, that's that's just too aggressive of a of a throw um, yeah. for me. So I want to see him throw that check down right there. But um, like I said, he had some good plays, he had some bad plays, he had some plays that were a little bit cloudy that were that I'm going to blame on some um, you know other people that we're going to uh, bring up. It's gonna be a lot of a lot of Donald, and I don't I don't think I have as many videos as I had in, in past shows. So uh, 
we'll see or as much film as I had in the last shows. Then again, I always think that and then I'm wrong. It ends up being two hours anyway. Um, so this, so this was the interception here, um, where it, it just, it lo- this looks like a Tampa two. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say it's a Tampa two. Um, and so I get the throw again. I think he throws a little bit too late where if he's going to throw that, I would throw that about there towards the sideline. He, he takes that extra second to throw it, which allows that, that corner to get better position underneath. Um, so he throws the ball a little bit too late and it's short, but I went back and I watched and then it's obviously it gets, it gets tipped up right there. Then Harrison Smith is just in the perfect spot and then runs it back almost for a touchdown. Um, but I watched it again from, from this field. So I recorded the whole play. So Beecham, he, Beecham got beat up this game as well. The offensive line did not play well. He got, he just got, he got bull rushed back into the, uh, into the quarterback. Well, there's a little bit of, of hand frame there. Like a, you know, like a fork and then almost an arm over into like a chop and then a bull. But, um, if you, if you watch that front foot of Donald, he's not fully able to step through. Because if you watch his foot, he does step on um, Beecham's foot right there, which, listen, every little thing matters in the NFL trajectory. When you're, throwing catch, when you're throwing a ball in your yard with your friends, it doesn't matter if it's off by a half an inch or the velocity is down a little bit. But in the NFL, every little thing matters. And I think that's why his ball is a little bit short right there. Yeah. Um, but, again, he needs to get rid of this ball just sooner in, in general once he clears that, that – uh, corner in that you know that cloud corner yeah no I agree I mean but that's I mean that's I mean that's that's tough anyway I mean I, I know a lot yeah. of people try to throw it in a hole you know try to throw it in a hole but the corners from Minnesota yeah I mean the corners from Minnesota they do a good job you know of, of you know singing underneath the the deeper route whether it be a you know seven route or deep you know or, or deep out you know and break it up on the ball you know Zimmer has been always always been good about having his DBs do that so that's that's a I mean I don't I don't, I don't. I just don't like the decision, you know. To tell you the truth, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. You, I mean, yeah. That's that is actually a bad decision, and it ends up being a pick. So, you know, which usually happens. So, yeah, yeah. I would say this was the second. I I think the worst the worst throws were the one we sh- we showed. Like I I get it. Like I said, if you're gonna throw the ball there to the outside, then sure. But when you hesitate and you're get and and it's a and it's like a it's a speed. Well, it doesn't really matter if it's a speed cut or or just a full like breakdown, but. Um, like I said, just get rid. If you're getting rid of the ball there, okay, it's still aggressive. Um, but when you're getting rid of the ball there, it's just especially on a lob pass. You, you you can't do that. So that's another you know bad play for him. Uh, obviously, stepping on Beecham's foot disrupted a little bit, where maybe he got a little bit deeper. But even if it was a little bit deeper, even if the ball was completed, I still don't like the decision. Even sometimes you know incompletions are good plays, and sometimes completions are bad plays. So right. um, moving on to the um, next one of. Uh, Mr. Darnold, I've got a decent amount of Darnold because, like I said, I don't have a ton of other stuff. Um, let's see, Tomlinson. So this is a this is a good play for Darnold. That's an incompletion. That's a good play um, because I believe it's I believe it's. Uh, oh well, I don't know what the offensive line is doing here, but they just do not pick up that 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 nine tech right there. They all just collapse inside. Um, so I don't know what the protection was there. If Darnold doesn't didn't check to, you know, key the blitzers or whatever whatever it was, they're all like sliding to the left. We have a free blitzer off the right. Um, right. so Donald does a good job of, of avoiding this by stepping up in the pocket and he shows some athleticism to get away from 91 right there. And then he finds Tomlinson who is literally compl- just wide open again. And the, like, you got to catch this. Like, so. Yeah, you got to catch that. I mean, you absolutely have to catch that. <laughs> I mean, there's no excuse for that. Like, <laughs> no. you, just have, you just have to catch that. You know, there's, there's no, there's nothing, no way to work around that. Like you, 
honestly mm-hmm. just have to catch that. There's no, there's not even, there's not even to break down on that. Throw. You just got to catch it. Period. The end. It's a perfect ball. <laughs> yeah. It's a great play from Donald avoiding the avoiding the rush. Literally a free rusher. He, it's not. It's not like he had to alter anything. Just a free rusher. He probably takes a little bit to well, not really. Well, maybe a little bit too aggressive an angle. But Donald sets him up well and delivers the accurate ball. Nice spiral right into his hands, right yeah. into his chest, and he just he just drops it. It's so. Yeah, yeah you can't. That's that's just that's bad ball right there. You can't do that. Yep, and this is the plays where, like, okay, well, I think guys in the parking lot drunk can make that catch, which they probably could. Um, so, and you're getting paid literally millions of dollars, and I always say that, but it it is true. It is literally your job. Um, I mean, yeah, no, it is your job. I mean, you're right. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's your job. I mean, you, you're not, you know, you but by you saying it, you're not wrong. I mean, it's your job, especially to catch balls like that. That's, that's yeah. I don't, well, I don't want to sound like a dick, like do your job, well, but oh no, your that's, job. That's, that's your damn <laughs> job. You just catch the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, so it's not, it's not like you know uh, what is his name? Freaking Jumbo Elliott in your in your game, like where he's not meant to catch the ball. He's an offensive lineman. Uh, you're a tight end. You got to catch the ball. Yeah, so catch the ball. This is a good. This so this is a this is a good play um, from Dawn. We had a little bit of like it. It looks like a partial cover three. A little bit of a. It looks like a little bit of a mix um, zone here because it looks like you got a little bit more of man on the top of the screen and more zone on the on the bottom of the screen. So it looked like a combo. Right. It might be. I think it was man, man, free, man, man. And then you have like this, like almost, uh, I guess like that hook zone that um, yeah, he's, he just, that, I think it's, I don't know if that's Kendrick's, but he's in that, that hook zone or that hole zone, whatever you want to call it. Maybe they just cheated um, to that side for whatever reason, but it's a little bit of a combo coverage. And, but on the top, for the most part, it looks like man coverage and good decision by Donald here on the, on a, it's just a simple smash concept, high, low read. And Donald sees that the, cor- the the outside corner right there, you know, squatting down on that hitch. And as soon as he starts to, to squat down, you, you see that he loads up right there to throw that corner route because he knows he's going to have it because of how this the defensive back is playing it. And then, you know, right. nice, nice uh, throw to Herndon. It was ju- I didn't get the other view of this, but everybody thought that it was a touchdown in the end zone or in the, uh, in the stadium right here, but he does step out of bounds right there. And the ball's not there yet. So almost a touchdown, but really good read. Yeah, no, that was definitely a good read, especially I think once once he he recognized, like you said, the corner, you know, squatting, mm-hmm. and he, he Sendejo flipping his hips because he know he he knows he has help inside, but that's a good job of un, you know of cutting underneath. I think that's Sendejo. Let's see if Sendejo or Harrison whichever one, but cutting underneath the safety, you know, giving him you know giving him a, a chance to you know make that throw. You know, I think once he once he read that, uh, it was a really good decision and and a good throw. You know, he put the ball right where it needed to be. Yeah, and he caught, and he caught it. Guess what? Yeah, yeah. No, he's, <laughs> hey, he's looked better these last two weeks, Herndon. So um, he it looks like the, our number one, you know, receiving threat as a, as a tight end right now, which is saying not saying much about the tight end group, but it's nice to see somebody stepping up. So he's been playing well. Um, nice mm-hmm. catcher from Malik, Malik Cooker the other week, and uh, nice play here. And he actually turned the right way and fought to get the extra yardage, which is almost a touchdown. I think Harrison Smith's right. I could be wrong, but just by the way he moves, this looks like Harrison Smith to me. So that probably oh, is Sandejo, I guess. Sandejo, yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay, let's go to the next play. I got a couple more of uh, Mr. Mr. Sam here, and uh, let's see. Um, what is this play? Oh, so this is another interception where I thought. So to me, I'll just like, like I don't know. I don't know if you saw this play or not, but you have Roberts on the top of the screen right here, and he's running a. Uh, this looks like cover three again to me. Yeah. Um, 
with a mixture with a, with a man with looks like a man on the running back, but zone everywhere else. Um, and it looks like Darnold expects, which is a dig route from the outside, another like crease concept right here. We have that that dig in that either it's it would be it's it's a it's a seam route versus if it's a cover three, it's a seam route. If it's a cover two, it's a post route. You just run to the to the where the the field is open, right? And, and it looks like Darnold expects Roberts to to make more of just a speed cut. We're like verse so like for people who don't like know what I'm about to say, like for for zone. You're mostly you most just want to get to the spot with your routes. It doesn't have to be a a pretty breakdown uh, of your of your hips and your feet at the top of the route. You want to run really crisp routes where you really break down your body and your hips and your feet. If you're if you're playing versus man, but versus zone, it's more of just get there uh, for the most part like in really like simpleton terms. And it looks like Roberts breaks down a little bit more than Donald was expecting there, and then it ends up sailing a little bit over over his head or a little bit you know too far. Yeah, that's, that's what I, say. I mean. Yeah, I mean that's I mean really what he did. It looks like he, I mean I thought I mean the route's decent. He probably he should have kept running through the route once he came out of his break. You know I think that's what it is. I yeah, mean, I, looks, yeah, like he he looked like once he came he came out of the break right there. You got to come all the way through. You got to finish the route. So if you're running the dig, you got to run. I mean it's a true dig. You got to you know continue to take it all the way in. Plus you can't you can't. Um, I mean if you if you look at it. And the reason why I say that he broke down, because if you look at his angle coming out of the route, how if you're running up the route all the way through, see how his level is off when he's coming across. Like, he's he's coming down almost like he's running a curl. He's not running like a true square end. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, and that's what Donald's, you know, kind of looking for. Because the hole, the hole in three, you know, obviously is the seams and then right behind the linebackers and in between the safety. Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, that's where your hole is. So that's where he's expecting him to be. Yeah, like like you said, like it's I, uh, the angle needs to be a little bit more flat. Where you want to see him on the bottom of that of that zero and break down that way a little bit more. But he kind of comes a little bit like like towards Donald a little bit, um, and yeah, finished through. I like I said, I I don't know if that's just me, but um, maybe I am wrong. But I th- I think he expects him to take more of like a like a speed cut here instead of breaking down. But so this seems like more of like a miscommunication a little bit than mm-hmm. like a really bad read or a bad throw. Um, so I'm not going to kill him for that either. It's just that that stuff happens in NFL. It, it's going to happen. A little bit of miscommunication there with somebody he's never really thrown the ball to. Um, right. You know, minus practice, but practice is much much different than uh, in game situations. Uh, at least when I played, I, I know it's a lot different. Your everything is going a million miles per hour. Right. Um, <laughs> your heart's going a million miles per hour. No matter how long you've played, you get butterflies before a game. Um, for the most part, unless you're just like dead inside. I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> this is a great throw from, from Donald here, you know, as, as well. And it looks like another, another, uh, cover three type. Yeah. It looks like another cover three. And he sees that the corner on the bottom of the screen here is playing, you know, over top and he throws the, the back shoulder fade right here to, I believe it, this was, I, it looks like Robbie Anderson. I think it's Robbie yeah. Anderson. Looks like Robbie, yeah. Or no, no, sorry. Okay, it's 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 uh it's Roberts. It's nineteen. Okay, Roberts, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, just take me through this because I th- I think he throws us a perfect ball on the back on the back shoulder here, and he does. I watched from the other view too. He does get two hands on this. It is a difficult catch. That's a, that's pretty much the perfect location for for a ball. Maybe a little bit more, you know, inside, so it's an easier catch. But I'm not gonna kill Donald for this one either. Yeah, no. I I mean, I like to I like to throw. I mean, you get two hands on it, especially your wide eye. You gotta make that catch. Yes, is it a, is that is that a difficult catch? Yes, definitely. But but um, 
I mean, he, he was able to, you know, he probably needs to break down a little bit more, you know, have a little bit more control in his body. He's just got to look it in and finish. I mean, he's got two hands on the ball, like you said. Donald puts it in a good spot. You know, yeah. you, you know, you just got to find a way to come down with it. And I know I know that looking at the looking at the throwing, you know, looking at the pass and, and looking at what, you know, Roberts has to do in order to make this catch with, I mean that's I mean that's the league, man. That's just kind of that's just what it is. I mean you gotta yeah. you gotta you, know, you gotta make that catch. I mean and the you know the hopefully the wide receiver coach, I mean at least the ones that I know, they would say the same thing, like, okay, yeah, you gotta come down with that. I know it's tough, but you still gotta come down with it. Listen, you get you get, two, <laughs> you get two hands on the ball, which hands, you know, for me it's like palms. You get two palms on the ball, you gotta catch it. Now for those people who are like, Oh, we got a fingertip on the ball, you gotta catch that that you're being unrealistic. It, you, right. you can't catch a ball with your with your pinky finger, um, you know. So, like I said, this is this is one of those like plays where you be at the bar and people are like, "Oh, he freaking missed him deep. What is he doing?" It's like, no, he saw the corner had you know over top leverage and he threw a back shoulder throw. It's the only place he could have put the ball to be a completion. But hey, you know, keep criticizing him. So this is one of those plays right. in a bar. Where people are like, oh, what the hell, man? So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just. Okay, I got I got four more of uh of Mr. Donald here. So, forty two. Um, oh, this is this is. There's nothing to break down here. I'll just I'll just play. If you're watching on YouTube, which I'll explain if you're not watching on YouTube, but uh, it, <laughs> there's really nothing Donald could do on this play, Mark. So go ahead and explain it for people who are listening. If if you if you want to, you know. So uh, nothing to explain. Catch the rock, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a damn ball. <laughs> it's double slants. It's Panther. Whatever you want to call it. Double slants is easier than Panther, but it's called Panther. And yeah, Donald throws a perfect ball on his on a on a, on a slant from Peak on the outside. It, it hits Peak literally right in the chest, and Peak just tries to cradle it, and it hits him in the chest. Ball pops up, and it's an easy interception for Trey Waynes, but it goes down as an interception. People, are like, oh my, threw three interceptions. Yeah, because a couple of them are really you know his fault, or maybe two of them. We're kind of iffy, but this one, this should not be an interception. So. No, this shouldn't. You just got to catch the ball, dude. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you just you're, ball, right? you're delegated to uh, playing strictly special teams, my friend. You know, you can't catch it. You know, it is what it is. So, uh, do your job. Catch the ball, please, especially when it hits you right in the chest. Um, so, that's like two, like, egregious drops here. So, this was a play where it's another um, – it's not another smash concept, but it, you have the – I think this is actually called the Hoss concept. I believe, yeah, I believe it's a Hoss concept. Uh, I could be, I'm blanking out a little bit, um, where it's basically just like almost like a pole. Yeah, it is a Hoss on the rim right now. It's like almost like a pole where a pole concept, you, you have this outside receiver. He runs like a 10-yard, 12-yard curl. Um, and then you have a deeper, uh, you have basically a, a seam route where when it's a shorter one, like a hitch with a seam route or a vertical route, it's called the Hoss concept. And um, I think he needs, I, for me, this is another one where he's a little bit too aggressive right here. Where it is first down, you can see the markers right there. It's later in the game here, but he needs to just take this 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 uh, this hitch right here. What's up? What ends up happening is he's trying to he's trying to find that seam route or that post. Uh, we right. Post, and he takes a sack right here, which yeah, Beecham does get bull rush and he lets up a sack right here. But he he's trying to be too aggressive here again. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, if anything, if you're gonna throw it, throw the hitch. I mean, yeah. I mean, Minnesota did a good job of covering you know both seam routes. So if anything. You know, just throw the hitch, especially the one down here at the bottom. Just, just throw the hitch. Let him pick up a couple of yards. You know, if he catches it, you know, and you know, and make Minnesota have to come up and tackle you. But yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be reading from deep to short. Once he sees, at this point, once yeah, he sees the safety, you know, on top, and he's got to be able to feel that rush, you know, he's got to let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, but that, you know, that comes with time and, and experience, and he'll he'll get better at that. 
Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, we have, I have uh, I have two more plays from him, and this is a, a throw that he he made the last couple of weeks, but he missed this week. Right on uh, top of the screen right here, he has Anderson. And this is only one of those throws where okay, I'm just going to trust Anderson to get by him. And Anderson does get by him. Listen, if the ball is here, it's most likely a touchdown. But he does underthrow the ball right here. It's too far inside, and Anderson has to try to work back to the ball, and uh, it ends up being in, you know an, an incompletion. So. He does, he does miss Anderson. I would like to see him, you know, like I said, outside and leading him, but it's a bad ball. And then Anderson, after, I don't know if you saw this, Marcus, but after this play, the ball like, kind of bounces back to – I think it's this play. It bounces back to uh, Rob Anderson. He wants to pass interference. He actually throws the ball at the ref. <laughs> like, actually, wow. like, yeah, he throws yeah. it at him. He missed them, thank God. Um, but he did chuck the ball at the ref after this play. So, thoughts over on the play. And then Anderson, you know, some of his – with him, like, with his body language, after the Miami game last year, he spiked his helmet – uh, he gets pissed off with the sideline. I specifically watched him after the play where he missed, where Donald missed him uh, deep down the field and like that 50-yard throw we showed before, like a, a couple inches off or a yard off. Mm-hmm. And I like to see like receivers and guys like come together on the sideline, talk to each other. And I saw Anderson walk right by Donald and went on the, and sat down on the bench. I'm like, I don't, I don't love his his attitude. So overall, like, what do you what do you think about this play? So I mean about I mean with this play you just want to see it thrown to the the back you know the far pylon yeah. you know outside you know that's where the throw needs to be <clears throat> so Donald needs to and I mean the bad part about this is I know we're criticizing him for the throw but he, but Donald does uh, he looks like he doesn't even think he can step into the throw which he's right because as soon as yeah. he lets the ball go I mean he's basically got you know a guy in his lap so so a lot oh, of his I'm gonna own, show you a ridiculous play next by the so, way about so, Donald so, making yeah. a crazy throw yeah so a lot of these throws even though he has the arm strength. I mean, the arm strength, especially when you're you're playing in different environments, and and I think they're going towards the the east end of you know of the stadium where usually the wind blows a lot harder than it does in the west side. For you, those of you who didn't know that, but um, so you gotta, I mean, but well, hold know, on, really quick, look at those packed seats. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's bad, man. I know that's bad. That's yeah. Come on, Jeff fans. Y'all well, this that. is at the end of the game still. Like, but come on, man. But it doesn't, matter. It doesn't matter. Still, stay in it. Well, yeah, so right he, here. Yeah, yeah, he can't step into the throw, though. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, I think normally if he could step into the throw, he'd be, you know, just looking at where the ball, kind of the trajectory of the ball. He's aiming for the back pylon. He just doesn't get enough to, you know, get enough on it to, to get it there. But, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only thing. And probably half of that is, I guess you can say that's on him. I don't know if I can say that that's on him just because of the pressure that he's getting up front. You know, yeah, the right, only right the, and this might be because of the pressure. The only thing I see with this throw is that the the feet again. He struggled with his feet a little bit. Yeah. Where if you see his hips are pointed this way and his front foot is pointed this way, and he's trying to throw the ball here. So that could be another reason why it comes inside a little bit more. But like you said, too, that could it, it could be footwork. It could be a little bit because he's getting pressure in his face. He has a rush of throw and he can't step into it. So maybe that's why that foot is pointed that way. But just in terms of his body. Um, the hallway is is correct. The front foot is is not correct there. So it's it's a combination. But um, yeah, it is what it is. And then what do you think about Anderson? Some of his uh, some of his his antics, like like whipping the ball to the ref right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on, dude. I'm like, yeah. I mean, just just be professional. I understand being emotional and a lot of guys play with a lot of emotion. Yeah, you have. But to. you gotta you gotta be able to control that, especially when you're talking about throwing balls at officials. And and you're right. Like we usually. Or typically what, what I would like to see is if, you know, a pass is incomplete or if Donald's off by a little bit or, or regardless of whose fault it is and it ends up in a, in a you know, in a incompletion, 
yeah, just go to the sideline and talk about it. Like, hey, well, I was, I was expecting mm-hmm. you to do this. Or don't, if you're done, be like, hey, remember in practice we worked on you running around at this depth and coming back, you know, just make sure you're doing that, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, yeah, you, you I mean, you want to see you want to see guys talk, you know, and kind of hash it out so everybody has an understanding of what's going on, you know, not getting the attitude and walking around pouting and babying. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing, and I, and I can't stand this. Don't tell me that you care or that you're so passionate that you have to act like that because that's bullshit. Excuse my language. But we're allowed to me, curse in the show. It is my show. To, it is our to, show. To, we do every to me, yeah, to me, that's to me that's bullshit. If you care and you are passionate, then you go over and talk to your quarterback and try to get whatever issues y'all had, you know, during that time worked out and you fix it so you're on the same page. Not walk around sulking and pouting and being mad and letting everybody see you throw a temper tantrum, you know, you know, on you know, on a on a huge stage. So I, that's when I have issue with that, you know, and with Robbie, that's kind of what I see, you know, you see him, you know, he gets upset or, <laughs> you know, and it seems like he's going to say, well, I'm passionate. Well, okay. Well, yeah, if you're passionate, take your passionate ass over there get on the board yeah. or talk to your quarterback and get, uh-huh. and get the issues worked out. Yeah. It's like, um, and listen, you don't have to apologize for, for cursing. And if you are listening, cover your kid's ears, but I'm on here saying shit and asshole and douche and all this stuff. Now, if, <laughs> if it gets sponsored by somebody or we're moving up or whatever, maybe I can't do that stuff, but uh, we're, we're, we're good. I don't think anybody's uh, monitoring our, our, our language or anything like that. But uh, yeah, and I hear a lot of younger people talking about that. And I guess I am younger to 25. I'm not like too young still, but I am kind of young. Um, I'm always like, you know, 25. Yeah, it's the prime of NFL players' career. Okay, I'm not that old, <laughs> so right. <laughs> uh, but I am getting old. It sucks. Uh, so I hear a lot of younger kids like, oh, he's passionate. What do you want him to do? He just he just loves the game. Yeah, but do you know do you know who else you see throwing their helmets and throwing stuff and getting pissed off? You see five year olds do that. You see exactly. six year olds do that. Exactly. You have to, be able to control your stuff. Okay. You know. Oh well, he really wanted that cookie. Like, is that how you're gonna be as a parent? Yeah, he really wanted a cookie. He's passionate <laughs> about getting it, so he's allowed to. Th- he's allowed to throw shit. No, you gotta be able to control it. Do I want cookies sometimes? Yeah, I do. But do I control it? Yeah, I do. So I don't throw shit when I want a cookie. You know, like you have to grow right. up. It's what right. happens. You grow up, so you can't. It's the same thing with players. When you're in pre-wee football and you throw your helmet, you understand it. But when you're when you're in high school and you get beat and you throw your helmet or you drop a ball, you throw your helmet. You cost your team 15 yards. It it it, it costs you. You have to yeah. learn how to how to hone that stuff in. Um. So I hate that excuse of oh he's passionate. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I can't stand I, I hate it. That. Yeah. I hate that. It's and you know, a- so you know, somebody's gonna say something, or, or some fans, you know, or somebody in the media, or somebody's gonna ask him, and he's gonna say it, or somebody else is gonna say that for him. And I just, yeah, I can't stand that shit. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's stupid. It is stupid. Um, yeah, like I said, five year old passion about getting a cookie. He's allowed to throw shit and break stuff and cry in a freaking supermarket floor because he really wanted the Captain Crunch. Shut up. Um, so <laughs> this, so this play. This is absurd. I think this is probably his best throw of the season. Just based on what is going on in this play, I really don't even understand how he gets this ball so accurate to the sideline. Look at the ball placement on this throw and look yeah. and look at what is happening. He's literally getting grabbed by the it's number 91 right here. He's rushing as like a he's another nine tech and he and he beats a Herndon, who I like to see have a little bit better recognition here actually to, to block this, but his arm is literally getting pulled back, and his entire body is getting pulled back by a 300-pound defensive lineman, and he throws a freaking dime to, to Powell, who has outside leverage uh, on Kendricks right there. So can you yeah. – I, I can't even explain this throw, honestly. 
dude, I can't either. That's just, but that's absurd. What, yeah, that's one of those, you know, that's the intangibles that everybody saw, you know, coming out of USC. I mean, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why he got drafted because he can make these kind of throws because he, he's not, he has no footwork. He's not set. He just throws it to a spot, period. Like, it's it just, your, yeah, it's your gamer. Yeah, it's just that's just the gamer. Yeah, that's this is part of the reason why you know I mean why we both like him you know and why you know why the, the Jets drafted him you know because there's not many people with all the time in the world and their body in the right position and their feet set that still can't make this throw. Yeah, but he you know but he just you know he he has this ability to you know know what his spot is and and be able to put it there. I mean yeah that's a hell of a throw. I mean I, I know it's uh, it doesn't do much because it's only. You know, maybe a five-yard gain or eight-yard gain or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a five line. Yeah, so it's not like – it's not a touchdown or something like, you know, anything, you know, something like that. But it's still a full play, though. No, he threw that really good ball versus the Colts with Anderson and versus uh, the Broncos with Anderson. But I think just in terms of, like, just fantastic – I think this is his best play of the season. I, like, it just – you can't even explain this. That little, little dip of the shoulder to try to avoid the rush and – that's smart. You basically learned this this crap from playing freeze, you know, playing two hand touch and tag in your yard. That's right. Support your body like this. <laughs> Honestly, it's just it's just being a gamer, and uh, that I just I do not know how that ball gets there. Um, it it is crazy. I don't think he's gonna top that throw this season. I I I I can't see it. Um, unless he's yeah, getting that's like freaking helicoptered and he throws a ball twenty yards. I I don't know how he's gonna top that. Um, yeah, I don't either. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. moving on to the other duds. We talked a lot about Donald, but like I said, there's not a ton of other – yeah, there is, but it's not a, a ton. I uh, talked about the pass catchers. Um, offensive line, um, specifically Winters, Beachman, Long are, are my number one dud of the game. Uh, the run game couldn't get going. You know, Crowell, 11 rushes for 29 yards. Powell, five rushes for 20 yards. We'll talk about Powell in a little bit. Um, you know, three sacks. They allowed a good amount of pressure. We showed plenty of plays with Donald. He wasn't able to step into his in, into his you know throws or had to avoid the rush. He had the ball to whoever like Tomlinson, um, and it was just it was ugly. The offensive line, and we talk about this every week. I'm not going to get into it. That, yeah, they have a good game against the Lions, who the run game, the run defense sucked all year. That's why they traded for Damon Harrison. They played the Broncos, who despite a good defense, their run defense sucks this year. Um, Listen, they're, be, they're, they're playing well versus good or uh, bad teams. When they play teams like the Jaguars, like the Vikings, like the Browns, it shows up how bad they are. And even if they weren't playing really good teams versus really bad teams, the inconsistency is, is, is key to this, where I've said before, they're NFL players, you know, NFL position groups, blah, 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 blah. They're going to have good games, good plays, but consistency is key, and the offensive line is not good. And uh, just – this there's nothing to break down on this play for the people who are listening. I'm I'm sure I'm putting up a play of, of Spencer Long. Just he can't snap the ball. He's so bad at this point. <laughs> like what is I mean, he? I, I mean, my thing is at what point do you make the change? <sighs> I mean, if for granted, okay. Uh, Donald probably. I mean, I know he has yeah to looks it in a little bit more. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I say he has to look it in a little bit more. I mean, but at some point you still gotta. I mean, is it Donald or is you know? I mean, the ball's a little bit off to the left. You know, it looks like Donald's falling away. I don't. You know what? I don't really blame this one on Spurs. Donald's been looking in a little bit. I, I'm gonna make I him look. I'm gonna make him look the ball in on this. So, <laughs> so we're we're getting to the point right now where Spurs is so bad that Donald has to expect that it's a terrible snap. I know what you're saying. 
But I, and I did see this. I was like, okay, I want him to look that ball in. But you're, but when you're look, we have to look that ball in every time, which is like you, you should do it. Yeah. But you're taking that split second away from reading that that initial drop of the defense. So like, yeah, I want him to look it in right there. But Spencer Long still gets the blame right here because it's it's a yeah. terrible snap. I know. I'm I'm trying to help the young man out. <laughs> You're freaking Spencer Long hits you up and paying you money because that with that seven million dollars that he got that he doesn't deserve, he's throwing you some cash to to not get on his game. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to help him out a little bit, but I can't do it, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to show another one. Man, huh, tell me, what's your, what's, your, what's your defense here? Tell oh, me. Let's see, go. Oh, go. no, go ahead. No. Oh, dude, that's just terrible snap. <laughs> and, this, and this was marked down as a Donald fumble. Look, I mean, like, like this ball would literally go 10 yards behind, Donald, behind Donald's head. He has to, like I said, jump up like an NBA rebound almost. And he's, right. he's, he's coming to the mesh point, the running back, and he's still in the air because he has to catch the ball. And then, and then Cruel, which it is in his chest, so I do want him to see him secure that. Um, right. But he fumbles the ball, and guess what? This is a Donald turnover. So on the stat sheet, oh, he had a fumble too? What the hell, man? I mean, no. I mean, that's all. <laughs> Dude, there's no defending that one. There's, there's, there's no defending that one. Unless there's a tornado in the middle of MetLife that nobody saw, that there's literally no way to defend this. And it happens – like 10 snaps a game where he's not snapping on target. They, I think at this point they do need to make the change. I know, I know Jonathan Harrison sucks because we saw him last year when Wesley Johnson either got injured or they benched him. Um, but you, you got to get a, a center who can at least get the ball to the quarterback. Or either that or every single one of your drops cannot be from shotgun. So, yeah, no. Um, in this play, this is the last play of the offensive line. We'll get into some of the studs. Um, this is a play where it just, it just epitomized the offensive line, how bad they were this game where just multiple people get, get beat here, where you have no, – I put I just put their name uh, – you know, what is it called? Uh, you have Brian Winters right here. He gets bull rushed back into Donald's lap. Yep. You have Kelvin Beecham right here getting bull rushed into Donald's lap. You yep. have Spencer Long <laughs> take, take a, just, a, just a terrible play where he's leaning in a little bit too much, and, and he's taking a bad set. He gets, he gets um, you know, the, the club arm over. And he's getting pressured by three different guys in the same play. And Cruel takes a bad angle. He's, I guess he's playing a – it looks like a – I don't know if that's a linebacker. No, it's a, it's a secondary play, so it's a safety. He gets blown back, too, and kind of takes a, a poor uh, pass pro. And he has four guys right here screwing up. So it's a sack. Yeah, that's a good play. I mean, literally, <laughs> like, everybody, everybody got beat on that play except for uh, – no, literally everybody got beat on that play. That's, yeah, that's, that's not a good play. The I mean, only person who doesn't get beat is is Carpenter. It's Carpenter, yeah, yeah. Carpenter is the only one that doesn't get. Yeah, the Carpenter is the only one that doesn't get beat. Everybody, yeah, even Shell right here. Listen, Shell. I understand he that 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 threat of that of that five tech, but he has to pass off the inside right here and and help on the outside right there. It looks like right. he's, it's like an oh shit play. It's like oh shit, I'm supposed to be there, and then he exactly. runs back. It's like uh, that does not encapsulate a bad offensive line play. I don't know what does. And offensive line people try to say it's better than it is. We've been showing a lot. They're, they're not. It's, it's no, film I, versus stats. Film is always going to win. Yeah, I mean, but I don't, just, I don't see any power from this O-line, like, at all. Like, nobody's stout in, in a lot of that stems from – I mean, a lot of that is their footwork. They're too wide, and, you can't get, and they can't get their base underneath them. But there's no power, you know, from this offensive line in regards to, you know, when they're pass blocking. You know, they don't, they don't just – they don't just stay stout and, you know, whether it be bull rush or make any moves, you know, they're not stout enough for front, you know, and, you know, and we see that we've been seeing this all year, you know, that's, and that's, that's the issue. I mean, I don't know. 
if they're going to get three different old linemen this year, but they probably need to, probably four actually. But I mean, they, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, I, I think mean, at minimum, like at minimum, he, Carpenter and Long need to go. I think this at minimum, the minimum needs to get replaced. In my perfect world, you get a whole new line. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, but I would I would go by priority. Uh, Long needs to get out of here. Carpenter needs to get out of here. Beecham, he's been playing okay, but he's getting a little bit older. Uh, right. He needs to get out of here. And then, and then probably Winters. I think you could pass with Shell. But the problem with the tackles is, with these outside zone running plays, the Jets run a lot, is they create no push. So if they're playing a 7-tech or a 9-tech, they're, they're not able to kick them out. So they crash down, and they're collapsing the whole play from, from the jump because they can't create any push. Right. So then the running back has to decide really, really early onto the play, are you, are you going to break outside or are you going to cut inside? Which, which takes away the effectiveness of a zone play. The, the effectiveness of a zone play versus a, versus a gap play is your ability to cut back. But when you're taking away that ability initially, you're screwing the running backs. So, right. you know, it's, it's a combination of, of, of things where people don't really realize that and they watch film, oh, well, that wasn't a bad run blocking play. Well, yeah, it was because he got collapsed so early, the running back had to make his decision as soon as he reached the mesh point. So, um, the offensive line's not good. I don't care what stats say. And the stats, are, I think, they have him like, like, like early 20s, whatever his pro football focus, but I'm not putting him there. They're not the Giants, but they're definitely not good. Um, moving on to the studs of the game, and uh, I reached. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so Roberts. I'm gonna give Daryl Roberts my my stud, and Roberts. And you look at 11 tackles, 10 solo. You really have to watch the film to know. Okay, was it a good 11 tackles, or was it 11 tackles because he got beat? Just, just. He got beat all, all day by curls and comebacks. He made tackles. There's a couple of tackles there where he had a couple of tackles for the loss. He had a couple of nice tackles. So 11 tackles are actually pretty good. He did get beat. But honestly, the fact that they didn't allow 200 yards to Thielen was, was almost a, a victory for this team. And Kirk Cousins didn't throw for a ton of yards. I think Diggs had like 33 yards. Kirk Cousins had like 230, 40 yards. And uh, Thielen had like 112 or whatever it was. So they actually played relatively well for how banged up they were in the secondary this game. Um, but I do have a bad play of, of Roberts and this is something like, I, I, I love, I don't love seeing this, but like, this is where I like doing this show because people say, okay, well, this is just a perfect throw. There's really nothing he could have done here. He had decent coverage here, but there was more he could have done in this play. And this is why I love doing this show. And I'm sure you could see at the top of it where you could see that he's, he, he's giving that respect on top of the screen, um, yeah. to Thieland. But at the he plays the ball wrong. This is why he's beat. It's a perfect throw, but he could have played this this better. So Marcus, you know, take us through it if you if you uh, if you so desire. But people said this is perfect coverage. It's not perfect coverage. It's good coverage, but not perfect. No, I mean it's. I mean for me, it starts at. I mean, it starts from the you know from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's good. Okay, like he looks like he's starting to like get into his pedal. Once you get into the shuffle, especially like down the field. Like you're not getting any ground, you know. It's almost like you know, right there when he's he's kind of shuffling, waiting on Thielen to you know make ways, you know, make a right there, you know, run a different yeah, run a different route whether it's going out or something like that. Once you get into that body position, like you actually lose. I mean, you lose as many steps as the wide receiver takes. That's literally the amount of steps that you lose. So let's just say you lost like two or three steps. But Thielen's still running. So now even though he finally uh, you know comes out of his comes out of that shuffle and gets his, you know, and tries to get back in phase, Thielen already has those two yards on him, you know, right there. And, yeah. you know, that's, you know, and that's kind of what, you know, what gets him. And now you're, 
now he's catching up. So we get to the second half of that. You got to run all the way. You got to make sure mm-hmm. he run. He's running all the way in the Thielen. Like he has to get all the way to the hip, you know, before he even you know can get a chance to turn around. So yep. if he doesn't have time to turn around, then obviously you play through the hands. But you got to get yeah. you got to get back in phase so you can at least give yourself a chance to play the ball. Yeah, like you're like you're, you're famous saying you're giving him like a two way go almost right here um, with right. that with that shuffle and uh, yeah it's the, the problem is his he's not squeezed but he plays the ball like the receiver squeezed to the sideline where his hips his hips aren't his hips aren't close um, he's not squeezed to the sideline at this point in the in the play you you have to you have to play through the receiver get that get that that inside arm on on the hip of of Thielen and play with that with that which would be your your outside arm play the ball like that but so he misplays the ball right here it it looks like okay it was great coverage it's a perfect throw but there was some things he could have done better here and that's why he was beat for a touchdown this was pretty you know early into the game which you know right sucked but uh you know <laughs> it is what it is I actually there's, there's a better view right here um which is just it, it, the other view showed it exactly but it's, it shows it, this, this view kind of shows a little bit better how the hips are not squeezed together when he looks back to the ball. Like I said, I need to see, you know, this hand here and then him looking back to the ball this way, play through this here, play through those hands, but that's not what, not what happens. But uh, like I said, he didn't allow a, a ton of yards to him. So that was positive, but I do have, you know, a couple more plays of uh, Robertson, some, you know, positive plays that he um, did. And this is actually not the other bad play here. So this is cover three. Um, at least that's what it looks like. Uh, yeah, it's cover three. It's, there's, I don't really think there's any argument there. Um, and I think I, I think Roberts, he's on the bottom right here, like I said. I think he's being a little bit too like conservative right there, and he's not allowing the a, a clean pass off with the safety. I like the safety right there. I don't know who that is. It's it's Milton. I like to see Milton have a uh, – but Milton's obviously stuck in a in – a, in a I was about to say this. I was about to say yeah, I was about to say this play beats, beats the coverage. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it's kind of like, which way did he go? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that play just completely beats the coverage. Yeah, so I would like to see Roberts be a little, be a little bit more close there, um, and and play that a little bit better because there's really no threat. You know, you have you have Nickerson in the flat right here playing that uh, that that flat route. Um, so I like to see. Rob, I think Roberts is a little bit. He he allows him to have the inside right here, so he gets beat right there for. It should have been a touchdown. You know, he's a, the, the ball is a little bit off and it is a drop, but uh, he should have been beat for a touchdown right here. Yeah, I mean, they should have been touchdown. But, yeah, I, I can't really get on them too much about that, yeah. especially if they're playing three. I mean, that – I mean, really, that concept just beat the coverage. I mean, you're running double post with one middle safety <laughs> yeah. red zone. Like, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, like uh, like I said, I'm not going to – I don't know if I said it, but I'm not going to kill him for this play. He could have played a little bit better, but his, his responsibility is here. So, he needed to carry it. That would have been great recognition to notice the flat and then just basically play it, like pattern match it. Um, so, that, that was just – that's the difference between him being, like, what he is. And the players like, you know, Ramsey or Patrick Peterson or one of these fantastic players who probably makes this play, you know. Um, that's an elite type of play that he had to make right there. But uh, let's move on. I got uh, three good plays of, of him. Um, let's see what this – or actually three, like, kind of iffy plays. So let me see what this one is. Um, so I like – I don't like I don't like the initial coverage here, Marcus. But I do because I don't like how he op- I don't like this because, uh, right. but I do like the 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 head whip here, and then I like how he plays this. And we tell people all the time, you play that upfield shoulder, which he does. He's playing that upfield shoulder, so now he's on the upfield shoulder, which allows him to jump over the receiver, and make a play on the ball. Whereas if he was to take too aggressive an angle, 
play the 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 backfield shoulder than the quarterback who it, you know quarterbacks in the NFL are going to overthrow it and then throw him open. But because he plays it upfield shoulder, it's he he's in position to play that ball, which he he does get the. I don't know if he actually gets a. I think I don't think he gets a PD. I think actually, well, he does. It actually hits his elbow. Um, so I like how he played the ball, but I don't like the initial coverage here. Yeah, no, I think uh, he did a good job getting back in phase. Shoulder. I mean, I think um, the ball being on the throne a little bit helped him out, but yeah. he, he, you know, initially he's all bad. I mean, you you shuffling, you opened up. Diggs is already running the post, and you, and you finally get into the head with which you know you work on just in case this happens because it does. Uh, but he does a good job, you know, you know, getting getting his head back around, getting to the upfield shoulder, and making a play. I mean, every coverage, you know, every coverage isn't going to be perfect. You know, you, you you strive for that, but you know, here yeah. he did a good job of recovering. You yeah. know, getting back in to make the play. It's just it's kind of like iffy, but like a good good result because of how he played how he played it um, when he was beat a little bit. And these jerseys, man, like I keep looking at them, uh, they're, they're ugly. Uh, what is that freaking <laughs> thing called? I don't know if you remember this. Uh, you said you do have kids, and maybe I'm like I'm not I'm not whatever. Remember those like little like slimy things used to like cook in a little oven? What the hell are they called? Like sl- I don't know. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, when you're a kid, you have like these little like buggy bug things you put in a little oven you made these little green bug things this looks uh, like the color that those freaking things were like they're just it's just gross looking that's why they, they made it those colors those bugs that you cooked yeah um they weren't real bugs they were freaking plastic i don't know what the hell they're called i'm gonna come back next week i'm gonna find out what that name of that was you gotta find out what that, that is yeah i love that crap when i was a kid i know what you're talking about i don't remember the name though <laughs> hold on <laughs> all right i'm gonna go to the next player here. i'm fine that i'm fine that before we, we 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 leave this show but uh let's uh I hope people remember what I'm talking about. People like my kids might be like, oh, dude, I fucking love those things. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, what is this play? So, oh, so this is a good play. So this is, I, so, okay. So there's a couple different things here. He's playing on the, he's playing with a little bit tight numbers right here, the, the receiver. So initially he, I think he opens up a little bit too soon. I don't, I don't love how he's playing off, off the, right there, but I like the recognition right here of, of, he knows that Rudolph is coming with that basically like that clear, not clear out route, like that rubber route right there. Yeah, rubber route, yeah. But I, I like the recognition right there to play over top, then rally to the ball and make the tackle. So, uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on this on this play? And I'm going to find those uh, that freaking thing. Oh yeah, no, I definitely like that. I mean, and I mean you're, I mean you're taught when you're playing corner, you know, you, you got to have your eyes open. I mean, if you know, you know, once the wide receiver commits, you know, running the drag route or the over route, then. And, you know, when you're running, you make sure that he's that he's committed all the way to running the route. But then now you got to start, you know, you got to start working your way through traffic, you know, and figuring out how to sift your way through it. So you got to you got to be able to see rub routes, whether it be from a tight end, like in this case with Rudolph, or if you got a back coming out, sometimes, you know, offenses to do that. They'll leak out the back just to be in the way, uh, try to knock the corner off. But he does a good job of squeezing through and, and making the tackle. You know, I mean, that's a hard that's a hard play, you know, especially in man coverage. You know, with, with a with a split that tight, uh, and the traffic that you have to deal with in the middle, you know that's that's actually a good play. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm trying to get this up on my phone, and I'm getting some weird search results from from typing in microwave bugs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I want to come back next week. It's gonna take me. That's gonna take me some research to find that. Yeah, you you have to work for that one. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can't just type in microwave bugs that you're gonna find. No, it. I'm getting like a bunch of like maggots <laughs> that are all like exploded and stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Let's um let's go to the next play, the last one of of uh, Roberts. I'll stop talking about Mike Raven, you know, fake bugs. Um, so I so 
they're they're in a they're in a trip start right here and they're and they're playing jambo. You can't see the receiver on this angle, but I thought this was the best angle. The receiver's tight right here. He's right on the outside of this the, the screen that I'm showing. So right. you're gonna have you're gonna point you're gonna press the point. So you have man right here. You're gonna have uh first in or uh, sorry, first out, first in, second in, second out, and that's exactly how they play it. Um so you have man on right there on treadwell. Um, and then because you have Thielen right there the, going the first guy out where Diggs is not committing out, that's why that's why Claiborne's not taking him right here. He takes uh, he takes uh, Thielen, right. and then Roberts. I think he's playing a, maybe a little bit too far. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's he's playing a little bit too far inside, and I think he opens up a little bit too soon there. Where I like to either see him aggr- like more aggressively get on this uh, route from from Diggs. But then he does show the the athletic ability right here, and he does make it up. He doesn't get the the PD here. But he challenges it. I, you know, Diggs probably should catch this ball, but um, it was like a this is another like so so type play from uh, Roberts for me. Yeah, he was just. I mean, yeah, he was. Yeah, because he's on the. Yeah, he's inside. He's just a little bit too wide. I mean, you like to see him be a little bit close. I mean, I know he's anticipating the 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 inside route, but you got to remember you can move, you can slide over a little bit closer and not be so far inside. Because obviously, versus whether it be triangle or any in and out like this, you know the beater is double in or double out, you know, so one guy's going to have it harder than the other. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you actually don't have to play as far inside. You can play more, you really play more like head up the inside. Cause if he does run the inside route, you're already sitting on it and you know, he'll run, you have run right into you. So you just got to anticipate knowing that, okay, I'm either getting double in or double out period the end. You know, that's, you know, that's the beater most of the time. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, my my second one or of the game, uh, I think Roberts maybe should have been my two, but I'm gonna give it to Copeland. Uh, five tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss. Um, I think overall he 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 popped a couple times on on film, and especially for like what his expectations are. I think he played um, you know pretty well. And this was a uh, he's on the edge right here, and the uh, the Vikings are just running they're running an end around. But I, I, I like the recognition here of, uh, of Copeland. It's not like a fantastic play. It was a good tackle. Uh, right. Maybe he did crash in a little bit too hard. I like to see a little bit more of a conservative angle right there. Um, but he ends up making a tackle for a negative six yards and end around. No, that's a good play. I mean, because that, I mean, that play could potentially turn into something else if he doesn't make that play. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah, but I would like to, especially when you see, you know, you got somebody, you know, coming right back at you, you like to see that angle be a little bit more upfield. You yeah. know, initially, then they're just diving down, you know. But, I mean, but he is not making a good play, you know, with, you know, with all that being said. So, I mean, the only, only thing about that is problem with, with – I don't know we criticize the angle is, is you know, once he sees the tackles step down, then he's got to like – you know, he's stepping down immediately with him as well. You know, so that's when that angle gets hard, you know, for the, for the DN. But, but like I said, once you recognize you got somebody coming back across – Mm-hmm. To, to block you and that's you know that's when you want to take it you know vertically back up field which basically he does you just got to do a little bit earlier i mean he still makes a good play though you know the play is made oh, i what found it i found seriously? it are you seriously over there still looking at yeah <laughs> i do not give up look it's like this little game that you used to like dye them and then you put them in a little microwave and cook they're called creepy crawlies creepy crawlies yeah I don't know if anybody remembers that. I don't know if you guys play that in Texas and stuff. You guys just go out and find freaking bugs in your shoes and all that yeah, crap. But you play, real, you play with real bugs over here. In Jersey, you got to cook your bugs, damn it. <laughs> so um, that's what I was talking about. I was not going to give up. Um, 
next play. Uh, so, yeah, but I, I agree. I, I like that play. It's smart, like I said, with a conservative angle. Yeah, a little bit more because Diggs could have potentially, you know, outran him. Um, but this is, the, this is another play. This is, just, this is just effort here where he's just – you see the um, – he's, he's on the edge right here again. It's like a nine tech, and you see the bull – which turns into like a fork with that with that outside arm right there, where it's a fork is literally just grabbing an outside arm and, and pulling up. You have double forks, you have single arm forks, that's just an outside arm fork. And um, he fights through it. And this play, I thought, so I think this is a play where it's kind of like, okay, whatever the ruling on the field is. Um, I thought this was a this was a safety, um, but it wasn't. They said forward progress, but he, yeah. there was no forward progress. So I don't know. I I thought this was this was an iffy call, but um, I think they probably should have been a safety. Uh, you know what it is. Yeah, it's just uh, because like at this point he's still running backwards. Now if he tried to work up field a little bit more, I get it. But when his knee goes down, the ball was passed. It was on the white line right there. Um, right. So I think this should have been a safety. I don't know what what you say about that. Uh, I wouldn't call it a safety just because where he's it's where the ball is. Remember, so the ball. No, the ball was over the white line. It was just on the white line. Are you sure? Because it didn't yeah. look like it doesn't look like it's on on the white line. Slow it down. Hold on, I I can get the I'll get the other view. Give me a second here. But uh, hold on. Yeah, go go ahead. What what whatever yeah, you were nah, saying. Yeah, about. I mean that's the only reason why. I mean I'll see the other angle. If I mean we can see on the other angle, then yeah, I'll get it. It clears it up. Just from that angle, it looked like the elbow was down before the knee and everything else even hit down when the you know he and the ball was on like the half yard line, if you want to call it that. So yeah, I mean, I mean it's still a good play though. Um. I just got to uh, find – I don't know. I forget exactly what point in the game that was. I'm trying to kill time. I got it. Okay. Hold on a second. Let me share my screen to show this on the uh, film. All right. So, Safari. All right. Um, let's see here. This is the good old film. That's where I spend freaking hours and hours and hours of my year. But uh, this is just the broadcast angle. I know the broadcast angle will, will show it. Um, let me see here. Is it gonna show it? Maybe it doesn't show it. No, it didn't show it. Oh, what was that? Oh, they're, they're drawing back, drawing it back up. Hold on. Um. So, yeah, it was it was close, but regardless, like I said, I I like that it was um the one the fight. I like I like the bull fork, um the the hand fighting right there, and I think they do show the the other one. Um, they showed a couple times on the jumbotron. It looked it looked. Oh, maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah. See, I can't. I can't really like That's slow cool. it. Down. I can't really like slow it down too, too much because I don't have like I, I didn't record it, so it's a little bit easier on your on your the computer. But right. it was it was close. So I'm not going to kill the rest. It wasn't an egregious call. Be like, oh, the Jets got screwed out of you know a safety here. It was pretty close. As a Jets fan, I'm being a little bit more biased than I would like to see this as safety. Um, yeah. but, it, but it is it is it is what it is. Like this is probably the best view you're gonna get. Ugh, it's cl- looks like the nose is in there, but. Regardless, I'm being biased. I'll be honest. Um, so <laughs> let's uh, the ne- the next guy. Uh, actually, the next play of Copa. I got one more, a little bit of Adams. Then we'll run through some other guys, and we'll talk about the uh, the upcoming game, etc. Um, so this is another one where he's just coming in with a. It's another. This is a long arm or you know one arm stab a little bit more actually, and he comes again in with that with that outside arm with the fork lifting up that out that um, the the left tackle's outside arm. And uh, eventually, you know, gets the he almost gets the quarterback, but uh, it's kind of I don't really think a great play, but he he does get some pressure on the quarterback. I just put it up there to put it up there just to back up my point of him being a stud, but decent rush. 
Yeah, decent rush. He's getting. I mean, getting good pressure, good bull rush. I mean, you yeah. like that. So yeah, I mean, it's a good bull rush, and mm-hmm. you know, if maybe affect the throw a little bit, but at least we're seeing you know guys you know use their hands a little bit more. You know, get some pressure, and, and you know, put a little bit of you know make the comf- put a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Um. So and I'm gonna bring up a couple of plays of Adams. Look, Adams, I'm not gonna break it down. We're just gonna run through all the plays because we said we see this all the time with Adams. Yep. And this is just him aggressively <laughs> crashing down off the edge and, and making a tackle. Like I said, it, him in the run game, he's a pro baller, all pro type of player. Pass game, he's just average. So he needs mm. to work on that to really be a consistent, really good guy. I, I brought up this play because if you watch Nathan Shepard right here, I do not know how this is not called a holding. Um, he literally gets tackled from behind. Oh, wow. Yeah, and almost like breaks his back in half, and it's not called a holding. But hey, this is like little. I, I saw it's like, how exactly is that not a holding? I think it's like the definition of the worst case scenario of holding. Um, but hey, I'm not a ref. Um, but yeah, Adams, nice play there, crashing, crashing down. I'm gonna bring up a couple more of Adams. Just he he balled out this game minus one play where I think it was kind of iffy if he wasn't involved in the player didn't want to get involved in the play. Um, but here on, he's on the right side of the, the, the line again, and you have this, um, it looks like Treadwell number 11. Yeah. So Treadwell just, he's on the edge trying to block, uh, Adams Adams literally just trucks the dude over and gets another yeah. tackle. Like it's just, yeah. this, this is impressive. Yeah, no, it is. But like you said, we, I mean, we see this every week. I mean, this, we know, you know, he, we know that he can do this. And yeah. whenever he's down in the box, when he's down, you know, down playing the run, like he's, you know, he's been very effective, you know, in doing that. Yeah. He's the best linebacker we have on the team, probably, honestly. I, I was about to say, yeah, he's the best, li- the best LB. Yeah. Sure. Him and Williamson are good. Uh, and Lee's been playing better this year. Lee hasn't been like egregious. I think he's going to be back here next year, probably as a starter, give him another shot to finish out that contract. And it's, it, this is almost an identical play. Looks like mm-hmm. the same thing. You have Treble trying to block him. He just shoots the, he just shoots the, um, let's say a b c d e the e gap um he just shoots it before treble can get to him and he makes again another tackle for loss so uh the dude is super super aggressive i got i I think i got three more players just showing this exact type of um things oh this is just uh the 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 mindset on this so he must make a hard hit um this is the place i like to see let's see oh yeah okay so this is later in the game right here and again the the, the ball carrier who is just it, this is not on Adams. This completion is not on Adams. I don't know actually who it's even on. It looks like Roberts is just playing off and soft, and Roberts is going to make the tackle here. And you can kind of see like like the difference between like him and Lee. Like Lee kind of comes in, you know, he's going to wrap him up, and look at Adams coming down, like yeah. lays him out. <laughs> so, yeah, he he's definitely he's trying to bring the wood. Everybody yeah, else, everybody else is wrapping up. Yeah, you definitely see that. Yeah, it's just that that's the I, I love watching players like that. I like that mindset, you know, make them make them be afraid to come across the middle, lay some shots on some dudes. Um, and this is the uh, I got one. I got two more of Adams. And this is I think it's the uh, pretty much this. It's just the same thing. Just him coming off the edge. You better get to your gaps quickly because he's going to get you. <laughs> and same thing again. Yeah, no, I mean, at some point, somebody <laughs> Got to block him. He's got to block him. Yeah, That's not a wide receiver. <laughs> the the OC's got to figure out. Like, okay, like you got to block this dude. Okay, like seriously. Like, I mean, especially when you're talking about plays, whether it be to him or plays away, you know he's coming down the line and gonna and he's gonna be able to chase you know chase the back down from the backside. So you mm-hmm. got somebody. Somebody's got to figure this out. You know how to how to block that. If they don't, I mean, that's gonna happen all the time. But you know, but, I'm fine with him not blocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. 
we're good. Um, this, this, another, and this is another one, just that mindset where, and they call the flag on the field for this, for like defenseless receiver or lowering the helmet. Right. I went nuts, but they picked it up because I, people are going crazy. He lowers, his, he lowers his shoulder. Listen, man, if you're going to come across the middle on, you know, on a slant um, against any NFL safety or, or, or linebacker, you should get laid out. And he gets laid out, and uh, they, they threw the flag. But um, that's a hard freaking hit. And I think – do I have it at the end where uh, you actually see – no, I guess I didn't get that at the very end. Uh, Thielen was spitting up blood here. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. No, it was, no, this was a clean hit all day. It was all pads. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why I don't like <clears> – <throat> I'm glad that they picked it up. And I understand that, like, when in doubt, throw the fact, like, I get it. But this is where, to me, like, a lot of the common sense, like, comes out of it. Okay, if I'm lowering my shoulder to hit you with my shoulder, obviously my head is going to come down as well. So you can't just, you know, off the rip think that I'm hitting you with my head when I'm trying to lower, you know, lower my, my body and lower my shoulder to hit a guy. But I'm glad they picked it up. But, yeah, it was a hell of a hit. Yeah, like I said, like you said, it's not like he's not leading with his helmet right here. He's literally he's he's trying to put his head away from his helmet, but right. because Thielen is like is falling down to the ground, it you can't stop your body mechanics. He lays a shot, so I I, I love that. I love big hits for sure. Um, moving on, bad at the offense. I think we cover everything. Bad at the offense. I don't really have anything. We covered. We literally said the entire offensive line, basically the entire skill <laughs> positions. So what else is there bad? You know. So um, right. bad from the defense. I think I think the running game. Um, they were solid. Like you look at the stats, they were decent. But I think, just in terms of chunk plays, this this game they gave up uh, too many. And this is the play from Adams where I, I think Adams might have been, you know, trying to contain the outside right here, where it looked like he almost like gave up on the play. But I'm not, I'm not going to say that definitively. Where it looks like okay, well, maybe I would see a little bit better recognition right here. Well, yeah, I would like to see better recognition. I don't think he was necessarily giving up on it. But he, instead of like going to the inside right here, he's laying a shot on on a field and then he misses the tackle. And then also penal because if you look at it, they're like they're they're single gapping right here where it's like you have Leo uh, in this gap you have Lee in this gap you have right. Pennell supposed to take this gap Williamson Anderson Matachu so Pennell is actually he gets beat right here so this is this is this is mostly on Pennell actually um, but I'm not sure what, necessarily what Adams is doing there do you want to uh, run me through that what do you yeah I don't know what Adams is doing I mean whether whether Thielen's coming in there or not. I mean, you're playing slow and you're reading the flow, and he's already in the hole where the back is cutting back. All he has to do yeah. is, is, shoot, is shoot the gap and make the tackle. Yeah, I mean, you can't worry. You know, he doesn't even necessarily be worried about Thielen. I mean, I know you see him. When until Thielen comes and actually blocks me and I see the back cut back, I'm shooting the gap right now. You know, it's like, yeah, I, don't yeah. even have, I don't even have to – he doesn't even have to be, be worried about Thielen. Now, initially, if it's like a longer developed play, like play where he, like it, it looked like it was actually, yeah, it was like a like a mid zone or an outside zone. So I get right. it. If, if the running back continued on his track outside and you want to contain the outside, yeah. But once he's here, you know, you you gotta just you gotta you gotta shoot inside. You don't gotta worry about feeling, you know. So he runs in for for an easy uh, touchdown, and Roberts with a piss poor tackle attempt right there too. Oh no. You're just throwing your shoulder at his legs, like wrap up, man. Um, yep. So bad play by Roberts, bad play by Adams, bad play by Pennell. And the run defense was just it was it was it was iffy this game. I got one more of the um, of the run defense. This is Murray's uh, 34 yard touchdown run, which is pretty much the the end of the game right here. Um, and this is this is Lee to me. Lee is the uh, the middle the middle linebacker right here. And and Lee is just like too he's too aggressive. He's not maintaining his backside gap responsibility as it looks like it's just a you know it's like an inside zone. Um, yeah, I call it an inside zone. Mm-hmm. And he has to he has to be he's responsible for those backside gaps. And 
it's just a bad play all around, honestly. Yeah. But I'm putting it on Lee. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got to play it a little bit slower. I mean, yeah, especially with with he's got um I can't see who the notice is getting who is it in the I guess getting doubled by the um, that looks like penal. Yeah, but the penal does a good job of getting across and filling that you know the other gap where Lee is running to for whatever reason, and Lee's got cut back like you said. Does that play? You know, he's got to play it like a little bit slower. I mean, yeah. I also yeah. I mean, also who is is that Leonard? Leonard needs to, instead of going vertical, needs to take a, you know, his angle needs to be better going, you know, going to, to Murray as well. I don't know why he started going vertical right after this, you know, as opposed to just continuing to crash down at an angle and he possibly, he possibly closed it. I mean, if he does that, he actually closes the gap on that, you know, on this hole. Now yeah. Murray may, Murray may, may still squirt through, but I mean, but still that angle's got to be better for Leonard, but, but Lee is, I mean, he's a little too fast. You got to play a little slower, especially when you're the only, you know, you're the only backer, and you know your nose is has got the, you know, the far A gap. You know, for say is you know he's playing A gap. Yeah, it looks like it's like a, it's like a run blitz, and uh, I well, I think with the only thing I see with Leonard is uh, I think that that inside arm of number of the of the uh, left tackle grabs him right there, and he kind of you see him tug and he gets pulled. Um, I got you. Yeah. But the, uh, but I would like to see it's a little bit more strength there to fight through from that. But um, like we said with like the single gap and the run blitz, you have like. Outside gap, you have you have one, two, um, three, four, five. So like they're all it's all the gaps are contained. So you if anything you want it, you know, um Lee is responsible for let me say the the backside A gap right here. Um right. He's a little bit too aggressive coming over top right there, which allows a big cutback and then uh, you know, Terrence Brooks right there. You gotta take a better angle than that. Come on. So that's a Terrence Brooks and that's Lee and a little bit of Leo too, so yeah, it's a little bit of both. I mean, you yeah. know, and that's why defense has to work hand in hand, especially when, when they go to that front. Even though they're having the run blitz, I mean, everybody's got to be in that gap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Down, so. Yeah, so uh, Nickerson, I think, and he's another guy who I, I put as a negative. I think he was, like, kind of okay this game. Um, he um, he played, like I said, he played okay. But, like, there are certain things of technique where, where you need to see better. And this is why Buster Screen's still better than him. This is another, another jambo. Um, and – just he needs to play smarter right here where he's getting really affected by that 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 uh that point you know by adams right there he, i need to, i think he needs to play this a little bit farther you know outside where he's really cheating really far inside right there which allows uh feeling to get you know wide open this is a wide open catch so yeah i mean he needs i mean initially instead of just sitting there i mean you gotta you gotta move see how he's just sitting there when, yeah. when the route's taking off like you still gotta shuffle and, and get some depth so you can at least give yourself a chance to a slide you know slide move around or slide around Adams who's you know covering the point but it also like puts you in a closer relationship with the wide receiver so by yeah. him just staying flat footed and just kind of sitting there and hopping you know Thielen you know releases inside which you know is kind of like you know it's the same concept double in double out and this in this case would be double out you know it's just a deeper out um you know but it, it'll give him a you know, it'll make his relationship to the receiver a lot closer if he gives ground a little bit while, you know, he's waiting for the the, the rest to play out. Yeah, yeah. It's just, um, he plays, like you said, like too, too conservative uh, just on alignment. And then during the snap, it's just, if you're going to play that far inside, at least take an aggressive, like, or not even aggressive, just a, just an exit angle that's, that's proper, you know? So, yeah. um, I yeah. mean, he really, he really, it would be easier for him if he was on the same level as, as Claiborne. 
Yeah, yeah. On the outside. If they're both at five yards, you know, like th- four yards or three and a half to four yards, like kind of where Claiborne was, he wouldn't he wouldn't have any issue. Then at that point he can just slide over. He'd be, you know, be closer to Thielen. He can just play the route. Yeah, so um, only I only got a couple more plays from from this game. This is a pi on uh, you know Claiborne, and I like I like the jam right there. Nice accurate jam using those long arms, um, and he gets the the hand in there. But the problem is he he's he just he he holds on. It's really there's really nothing else than that. You I understand it's within five yards. There's contact allowed, but you can't just you can see him grab the shoulder pad right there. Right. And, um, it's just that's just a silly mental error, you know. Like nice, nice PD, nice jam, but you you can't hold. So he gets a he gets a pass. Yeah. here. I th- I think he's actually good right there. I think they called it right here because he's looking inside. It's offhand right here. See how he's got stealing shoulder pads on the inside when he's yeah. reaching to play the ball. Mm-hmm. That's when they called it because you can't you can't you can have your arm around him. They'll let you wrap your arm around him, you know for you know, in a good tackling position. They'll let you do that, but when you're up top and you're grabbing his jersey or grabbing his pad while the ball's in the air, they're going to call that all day. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple more. Uh, I got one more of uh, Claiborne uh, and then some minor other things. But um, let's see, the other one of Claiborne. This is when he was beat for the uh, the touchdown where it looked like to me that he just misjudged the ball right here. Uh, let's see. So he's on the bottom of the screen right here, Marcus. And um, – well, one, he has a head whip because he's 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 he takes like a an angle like really far inside. So right there, you have no. If, if he was to if this receiver is to break to the outside or to stop, he's he's destroyed right here. So he's he no, never no no chance, no <laughs> chance right here. So I don't know what he's doing off the snap right there, and then um, with with the with the ball um, again. If you're gonna play the ball with that upfield arm, you better make sure you're going to. Uh, to get the pass deflection, and it looks like he got a, maybe a little bit of a push off there, but uh, he just mischarges the ball, doesn't play it too well there. The entire play, it wasn't really good. Yeah, the entire play wasn't good. I mean, I mean, and I mean, he's beat. If that ball's thrown further, you know, it's obviously a touchdown, even though that was too. But I mean, it's an easier <laughs> catch for the yeah. Yes, even though it's an easier catch for the wideout, but he actually gets a break. The ball's on the throne, so okay. Get your head around and just take your front hand and just knock it down. You know, stick your hand in the cookie jar. You know, you're trying yeah. to – yeah, he's trying to swipe it or I don't know if he thought he could catch it or whatever it is. But once he got back, you know, got had another chance to, to make the breakup, just take that – you know, take your right hand and just stick it out there and knock yeah. it down instead of using the left hand. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so you got to play with that, with that um, you know, that inside arm. But, uh, yeah. And, and listen, it's it is a little nitpicky, but it it is what it is. It's it's how you're taught to to play the ball. Um, well, it's, not, it's it would be it would be nitpicky if we wouldn't talk about this every single week with Claiborne. <laughs> we seem to be talking about this every single week with Claiborne. Though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it, it is what it is. So we see this a lot. Um, so move, moving on from from him though, I think Lee had an okay game. Um, there's a couple of blown um, assignments and, and coverages. I have two players just specifically of just just blown assignments, um, and it, this one looked like Luvu to me. It looked like a cover three. Um, it's harder to tell the defenses when they blow it because you don't know what the hell is going on. Right. Um, yeah, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say cover three, and and they're blitzing. And it looks like Luvu is, is responsible for that curl to flat, but he sees, I guess he thinks it's a run or he thinks he can get the sack right there and he just completely loses Randolph, uh, Rudolph. And uh, I was going to say Randolph. And uh, look how open he is. So this is a, just a blown assignment from the Jets. And I think it's yeah, Luvu. Go back, to, um, go back to the beginning. 
I'm trying to see what the what the O line is doing. Because if you're reading your keys, if I'm reading the guard and tackle, the guard and tackle are pass blocking. So I don't need to be going going all the way in there, you know, thinking I'm gonna stop with you know the stretch to the opposite side anyway. Just, yeah. you know, yeah, just read your keys, you know, slow down. And and yeah, you gotta get out here and cover, you know, cover Rudolph in the flat. You know, this is him all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't like to see it. We got to be more disciplined. Or we, I, I, sometimes I hate when people say that, but I just say it because I talk about the Jets so much. Instead of saying, well, the Jets, I say we, Frankie Lubu <laughs> and the Jets have to be more concerned or just smarter. So like, oh, what do you mean, we? Do you play for the Jets? Or what position are you? I'm like, okay, wow. asshole. Right. <laughs> I don't freaking know. Uh, and this is another mental error. So you have, uh, you have, um, I don't know if this is just a, I, I, this looks like just a throwaway from, from Kirk Cousins. This is a big ME from him. But he's throwing the ball behind him, and you gotta have better recognition than this. You gotta play to the whistle. The whistle did not blow right here, and then and then Lee and and uh, you know Nickerson just 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 stop playing until yeah, they see that Diggs goes for the lateral. ball. That's lateral, dude. Yeah, <laughs> this is a touchdown. This should be a touchdown yeah. for for Nickerson right here. Just pick up the ball and run, or at least a fumble recovery. But that's just you gotta be smarter than that. That's just, that's just football knowledge. Yeah, yeah, you do have to pay attention to that. If anything. I, I may have even just tackled Diggs just because, because I, okay, I couldn't see the ball. I wasn't, you know, if, you know, if, and the, the ball, I mean, I guess it would have been easier if he would, he could have seen the, that, um, if next someone would have seen Diggs getting tackled. But yeah, you got to be aware of these, these backwards throws, man. I mean, that's the lateral. So that, like you said, that's pick six or at the least, you know, it's a, it's a turnover. And he still had, uh, you know, a chance to get that ball, which hit him in the yeah. face. Hit him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Moving on, um, good from the offense. I think uh, I, I have that one play of uh, of Trenton Cannon. I thought he was used a little bit uh, th- this game. Um, and this is this is an example of he's he's on a wheel route and he's on man and on Eric Hendricks and he runs a four three. You're never really gonna be able to cover him on a on a wheel route, and that's the, the Jets exposed that um, in this. Uh, it looks like it looks like it's. It, so from me, like from the snap, it looks like cover one with a zone on the outside right here. I'm not. This looks like a zone. So it looks like you got you got man and man. I I, forget, I, I can't see exactly wh- which man is which. Um, who they're exactly on. Right. Um, it looks like he's on Tomlinson. And he's on the he's on the guy behind him. Stack yeah. behind him. Um. So and then he's in the zone. But everything else looks like cover one. Um. And Kendricks has never been able to cover. You know. No, like this. So, Absolutely not. It's not even close. Yeah, he's a four-three guy. So uh, good, good play execution. I like like to see him a little bit more used in, in a pass catching role, like wheel routes and stuff like that. But people are like, "Well, not why not use him in the offense?" I showed them preseason. You weren't here with, uh, with me doing the show yet, but um, inconsistent vision with with uh, holes and things like that, where or he's a little bit too aggressive, where he he's not really good at like conservatively pressing a hole, especially in in, in a in a zone in a zone type running play, and then cutting through the, the gaps where. He sees a he sees a, a gap he thinks potentially open and he hits it no matter what. Uh, right. There will be backside gaps that are open, so he's a little bit too aggressive and he fumbles the ball a lot, so you can't use him a ton. Um, but I would like to see him on wheel routes like this because I, is there? I don't think there's one linebacker in the NFL like minus the guys who are really smart like Keekly or like a guy like Kelvin Smith who can cover him on wheel routes like this because he's freaking four three speed. He's one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. So yeah, no, that, that's what I was gonna say. Those are probably the only two guys that can cover him. That's Everybody else, top of my yeah. head. Yeah, that I can think of. Uh, right, I'll talk about. Yeah, maybe like Dion, like Dion Buchanan. Uh, maybe. Uh, no, nah, he's kind of slow. He's getting sleep. He's getting a little chunky. I nah. mean, yeah, but he's never, he's never been fast anyway. Dion, yeah. Dion Buchanan hasn't. 
<clears throat> he wasn't. He hasn't been really that fast anyway. He can't run with Cannon. No. Yeah, that, well, it's four three. It's four three. There's not, <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot of corners you can run with him, you know, and just a straight line. Um, but the next uh, next play from the good from the offense, I think Anderson had an okay game. A uh, little bit of a of a of a like, I guess a Nick um, and him throwing the ball at the ref. You don't want to see that. And then the play where he dropped uh, the the ball. And this looked like cover two from from this angle for me, for me. I just wanted to show basically the catch where he runs past Rhodes. You know, I think Rhodes is he's he's not he's not in, he's not responsible for it. It's a cover two, um, and Harrison plays it well. He plays over top. Now this is where the strength comes in. So there's a couple things with this. Um, I'll show the other angle. I I would like to see him have that diamond a little bit better right there. I don't like the, a little bit of a separation right there um, with with the diamond um, when he's catching the ball, and then. Harrison Smith does literally exactly what you're told to do. He's beat the ball is caught here. But he grabs the he grabs his wrist, grabs the wrist, he, he grabs yeah, the out. fingers, rips it out. That's that's he cannot yeah. play that any better. No, he played that perfectly, and that's just one of. The, I mean, honestly, Rob, I mean, Robbie's got the ball. You know, that's just one of those plays where where strength. Smith, yeah, Smith just does a good job of using his strength, you know, to get the ball out. You know, and that's you know that's what you you know DBs are taught. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I, yeah. Honestly, I can't really blame. I mean, right, yep. you can blame Robbie for it, but I mean. I mean, you just say, well, you know, Harrison Smith made a, you know, a, just made a better play. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to, like, kill him now. <laughs> if he was a little bit stronger, uh, he probably could have hauled this in. But when you have Harrison Smith literally just, like, in a, in a split second to be this smart to grab his wrist and literally grab his hand right there and just, like, ripping them apart, ripping the ball out, like, that's just damn impressive play from him. Yeah. Um, he's a smart player. He really is smart. Um yeah. So, but other than that, you know, he, he had that, he had a roads beat deep. He had a couple other nice plays, but um, overall I give him, I guess, a positive. Uh, I have the one play from Herndon. He's my only, he's my last guy on offense. Uh, four receptions, 42 yards. One, he had the one touchdown, uh, almost another touchdown. Uh, but this play was a, was a touchdown where I actually put Harrison cheating, but I watched it. Again. I don't think he's really cheating. I think it's just a coverage, but the play action pulls up the, the linebackers right there. Um, Harrison Smith is going to, he's trying to pass it off to the safety. He was in, in the middle, um, right. right there, but, um, you know, Herndon runs a nice route, catches the ball and it's, and it's a touchdown. There's really nothing to break down right there other than the, the play action pull up the linebackers. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> trying to yeah, run through this film. Uh, there's a, actually, I thought there was less than there was, which always happens to me. Um, let's, uh, well, let's see what here. See, so yeah, let's say he just he's just trying to pass it off to that to that middle city. Maybe he wanted to see yeah. him carried a little bit more. Um, but the safety, I think, it was actually just a little bit late on this. Twenty twenty three, right there. Yeah, the safety is he's late. It's too deep, too. Mm-hmm. So um, especially in the red zone, you're that you're that close in the red zone. Well, the safety is now. He, I mean, he probably needs to be a little bit. He needs to be a little bit closer, like really, like just by the goal line. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So I got four more plays total. Then we'll we'll jump into the next game. Um, unless you want to throw anything in there. Uh, good from the defense. You know, the, the fact that they held the Vikings to two for 15 on third down, that's, that's, that's good. Um, that's a good number in any single game you play. They held Diggs to only eight receptions for 33 yards, which is I'll take that at any day of the week. Uh, Thielen yeah. had nine receptions for 110 yards. But literally before the game, I was talking to a Vikings fan. I was like, dude, I, like legitimately, I think you have 200 yards this game because of the Jets. <laughs> the, second. the fact that he didn't go for, for you know, 30,000, 40,000 yards, I'm, I'm fine with that. 
Um, even even Rudolph, you know, one reception for 16 yards. I'll take that any day of the week too. So secondary played pretty well for being as banged up as they were, minus a few plays here and there. Um, Leonard Williams was was okay this game. Uh, he's been a little bit disappointing um, this season in, in general, but uh, I have a nice play from him here, which I put as a a bull jerk into an arm over, which is a nice combination of moves right there. He, as he is a three tech, and there's there's the bull. There's the jerk, and there's the arm over. So um, nice play right there from, from Leonard Williams. He pressures the, the quarterback. He also had two pass deflections, a couple of hurries. So I think he was just just kind of okay this game. But I want to show that nice pass rush, like I said. So, um, yeah, that's a good pass rush. Yeah, yeah, good pass rush. So um, next play I have, uh, let's see. This is one guy I want to talk about just a tiny bit because I think he's been a little bit overlooked this season. But I noticed him on film, you know, a, a decent um, – you know, a decent amount is um, what they called Jordan Jenkins. Where Jordan Jenkins, he's been he's been pressuring the quarterback a little bit. He's been playing the run game pretty well. Uh, this is a play where he's been doing this a lot this season. He's right here as the I'd almost call him a uh, like a six I. You can call him a five or somewhere right in between there. Right. Uh, and he just he just he just you know splitting that that C gap right there, lowers his shoulders, taking on both half men instead of taking on anybody full. Um, right. splits it, jumps in, crashes down, makes a tackle. So I, I, I'm just, I just wanted to throw it in there because I haven't talked about him a lot this season, but I think, he's been, I think this is his best season so far as a Jet. He's been playing, you know, okay. He's a guy you could, you could live with, outside linebacker, but we do still need that outside linebacker, uh, you know, Cleo Mack, Vaughn Miller, Chandler Jones, uh, Melvin Ingram, you know, one of those guys. But um, they would be on the weak side. He's a decent, strong side linebacker. So Yeah. No, he's, like you said, he's consistent. It's not flashy. Mm-hmm. And like, and I mean, really, like you say, you know, we don't necessarily talk about him a whole lot, but we, I guess the reason why we're not talking about him is because he's consistent and playing well. He does his job. He, yeah. Yeah. He just does his job. You know, you know, that's, that's all you can ask for, you know? Yeah. So, and then two more plays, uh, special teams. Uh, this, this play was like, it was frustrating because one, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a low snap. Um, two, I, know. I do not know. I think it's, I think it's number three. I think I'm only about 35, but I don't know what 35 is doing right here uh, for the for the for the Vikings, where he's he's rushing off the edge right there. He sees the situation for lack of other words. I don't know why he drops back to go onto the like. Listen, I know your responsibility is to get back, but when you see this, you got to rush him. So the Vikings player bailed this out right there, and I like to see lack of have a little bit more knowledge because he does rush the the, the kick because of that bad snap, and it, it ends up being a 28 yard punt, which never helps. Um, but thank God for number thirty who just blew that. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, once he sees that, yeah, I'm. What's what's especially the balls on the ground? I'm running straight at the kid. Yeah, I'm running straight at the punter. Like you, you just go, coach. You just gonna have to cuss me out for that one. Like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take my shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's just you got to be a gamer right there, man. Like balls on the ground, and and Edwards does uh does rush. So the special teams struggle a little bit. Um, you know more this game than even Andre Roberts, which is my last play. Uh. He just I or no I don't have a lot I don't have the last play. There's in general Roberts. He there was one play where he's at the 20 yard line. The ball bounced over his head at the 20 yard line and got kneeled down at like the five yard line. So I don't know what oh, that wow. you <laughs> so like from what I from my from my understanding is like okay if the ball's like over your head at like a 10 yard line let it bounce from the 10 in right 20 no freaking way you can't let it bounce from the 20 so he lets it bounce from the 20 gets to the five yard line because he mis- misjudged the ball this is it's looked like on film um and he also had the play where he muffed the punt and then he recovered it but it was almost a fumble recovery 
um, mm-hmm. for the uh, for the Vikings right there. But that's it from the from the game for the special teams. Good defense, good offense, good you know bad whatever. Do you have any, anything else you want to add um, from the good to the bad? No, that's it, man. We pretty much covered everything. I, mean, just, <laughs> I think we always. I do. mean, yeah. I mean, we covered everything. <laughs> I mean, guys, just gotta see. I mean, you just gotta see more consistency and consistency yeah. from this team on both sides. Dude. I mean, I mean, we're at week eight now. Like, it should be it should be better than this. Like, yeah, the- yeah, for real. And uh, the only like other thing from the game, Curse was only targeted two times. I would like to see him target a little bit more. Now he wasn't open that much either. Like, he's not Julio Jones or Antonio Brown. I think he's he's solid, but he's not a guy who's consistently open. So I like to see him get a little bit more uh, targeted or open. Um, just more involved in the offense in general. He's a little bit right. frustrated after the game, it seems like. Uh, the results from this game as well, uh, eight penalties, 71 yards. We're going up. We're not training in the right direction of penalties, uh, so you never want to see that. Uh, and you're never going to beat a team who's just better than you when you have eight penalties, when you have four turnovers, when you have drop passes, when you're two for 13 on third down, you don't capitalize. So um, they, they had to play a perfect game to beat this team, and they played a sloppy game that they would have lost to a lot of teams. Um, and then two other results from this game is Powell's on IR now. He has a serious neck injury. And you have Middleton on IR, so you're losing your back. You don't have your starting safety, your backup safety now. And Powell, now you only have Crowell and Cannon this week. So a uh, couple injuries, a couple other bad things from the game that I noticed, and then uh, that's really it. Yep, yep. It's going to be just tough losing those guys, but, I mean, you got to keep moving. You got to keep going. The thing with Powell is Powell, I think this might be his, a career ender for the Jets because his, he's 30 years old. This is his last year of his contract. And I have to say, man, like this is one of those guys you love to watch because he shows up to work every day. Never complains in the media, even when he's not getting as many touches as he should. He's super consistent, catches the ball, puts his head in there, blocks for the quarterback, is a good runner, um, doesn't complain about contract, didn't test free agency ever, and he just shut his mouth and he did his job. And I, I love Powell. I, I love his mindset and what he did for the Jets. He's like one of my favorite players, just like Jericho Cotter was for like the same reasons. Guys who show up with their lunch pail, you know, right. do their job, don't complain, and are loyal. And the freaking Jets with Jericho Cotter, it still drives me crazy. They, they let go of Kotrick they want to sign Derek freaking Mason from the Ravens, who was like 35 years old or something. Right. Nuts. <laughs> but, hey, that, that was uh, Tannenbaum and all those freaking guys. But um, uh, so the other other stuff before we get to the Bears roster, what do you think about the Jets releasing prior? Because that did, that did happen. That was weird. I mean, because I thought he was, he was starting to get a little bit better. Um, yeah. You know, you know, the last few games and – I know he had like I know he had the injury or whatever it was, so something must have happened mm-hmm. that we don't know about that that led to him getting released. Yeah, now so. people are like saying like maybe you know it's because the Jets don't have a lot of roster spots and all this stuff, but uh, and they don't have a lot. Like, here's, here's the thing that could be it. I mean, depending on how many guys you have on IR, especially since Powell went out of injuries. Yeah, especially since Powell, you know, and a couple other guys are, you know, just went on IR recently. That may not be because you're only you know allowed so many. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just didn't have the room for him, you know, to put him on the IR, so they had to release Yeah, yeah, I get that. But, like, at the same time, if, if there had to be something, too, because, like, a guy who's, like, listen, we didn't love him, but he's a good fourth or fifth receiver just just by height, weight, speed alone and his ability to make some catches. Um, you'd think they'd find room for him. So, like, I guess they didn't love him. And then the other news was uh, the, the Jets signed Rashad Matthews. Maybe that's why they released him. But uh, last yeah. year he had 53 receptions, Almost 800 yards, four touchdowns. 2016, he had, you know, 945 yards, nine touchdowns. Six foot, 217 pounds, 29 years old, so he could be here for a couple of years. Uh, and apparently had some problems in Tennessee, not enough playing time, uh, targets, you know, so he requested his release. So I think, I think it's a solid signing. I think that's a good, you know, third, fourth guy to have right now. So, 
No, no, I, and I agree with that. And like I said, I mean, that's, you know, more than likely the reason why, why prior got, got released. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, we don't want to put you on our, you know, to bring this guy in, uh, you know, to, to use him for the actual roster spot, you know, and, and get him playing. I mean, and I like the side. I like Matthews. You know, I, I think yeah. he's, he's got good ball skills, you know, decent route runner. So I think, mm-hmm. I think he'll be good for him. He's an all-around type guy. So uh, moving on to uh, the Bears roster. Now looking at their roster, uh, we just go through the offense and defense. Like we always do Mitch Trubisky. He's a guy who I don't lo- – like, I haven't watched their games, like specifically all their games, but I've watched some of their games. I don't love Trubisky, but he's putting up numbers. So he's putting up numbers, so you have to give him a plus for that. But I still think his decision-making is shaky at times. So I think he's a decent quarterback. He's not, he's not top tier yet. I think he's, he makes some pretty stupid mistakes, but he's a guy. He's, he's better than guys like Blake Bortles and, you know, even maybe Tannehill at this point and some of the other guys we've been playing. So he's, he's okay to me. Yeah, no, no, he's okay. I mean, like his athleticism for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely like that part of it. But here's the thing that with Trubisky, especially the numbers that he's putting up, you mm-hmm. got to remember, like this dude's only played one year of college football. And people yeah, forget. yeah, you're right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, yeah. you know, I know people talk about him and, well, he's not as good as everybody thought. Well, I mean, the dude's going to play one year of college football. Then he comes in and he's got to learn, you know, learn how to play the NFL game and learn the NFL system. Not to mention you bring in a coach like Matt Nagy, uh, who is a Andy Reid, you know, kind of understudy and all of the different things that they do, you know, offensively. So he's got a lot that he's got to process and, and, and know where guys are. And for the most part, I think, Nagy's done a good job of easing them into the playbook. They don't do anything. They don't do anything on the level that what Kansas City's doing. Uh, but yeah. I mean, but you can see you can see some of those elements in in the play calling with the Bears that you know they're working their way up to it. And Trubisky seems to be handling it okay. I mean, he still makes his mistakes. I mean, yeah. he's a rookie, you know. And Pat Mahomes is you know thrown you know two three picks over the last couple of weeks. So like I said, everybody comes back down to earth. You know, especially when you're when you're you're a first or second year guy. But I, but I like him, though. You know, you bring up good points, too. And uh, that's that's a problem the Jets are going to have this game. It's one of my worries of a pretty um, innovative offense. And the Jets struggle with, you know, like the Jaguars are simple crossing routes. So I'm worried about them blowing <laughs> assignments this game for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, I think he's decent. But like, you bring up a good point. Yeah, one year of college football. This is his second year in the NFL. So he has room to grow. Um, and then, you know, moving on to the uh, the running backs. Frickin' Jordan Howard. He's a good running back, but I, – I He's screwing me because I have him in two fantasy leagues and he just doesn't get points because Tariq Cohen's such a mismatch. And uh, Tariq Cohen's a guy who, you're talking about fastest, one of the fastest running backs in the league, he's a guy to worry about, uh, you know, whether it be real routes, flats, uh, check downs, screens. They're, 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 they, have a sol- they have a solid backfield. Um, I, I really yeah. like their running back group for sure. Yeah, I like their running back, back, back group too. Uh, I definitely like Howard a lot. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a strong group. They're not – I mean, they're not – like you said, they're not the bigger names that we're used to hearing at backs, but I mean, yeah. these dudes, they, they know how to run the rock. They can run outside or inside between the tackles. They can do both. And they catch the ball well out of the backfield. So that's, you know, they're, they're definitely a good group. Yeah. Um, and you, you throw Michael Burton in there. He's a fullback. So they do, they do utilize a fullback in, the, in this offense. I'm, I guess I'm not going to study fullbacks. No. Um, tight ends. <laughs> Listen, Trey, I think Trey Burton's decent. I've seen him make some plays. Deion Sims is a guy who is a nobody, but he, I think it was last year, he ripped up the Jets at like six catches for like 57 yards and a touchdown, so he actually played pretty well versus the Jets, but uh, nothing like too, too much to worry about. But Trey Burton, I, th- it, I think he's, is he in his first or second year in the NFL? He's playing pretty well. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, no, he's playing well. The tight end, I mean, I mean, Bears aren't really known for, you know, since Olsen have been known for, you know, having tight ends. But, I mean, but this group is solid. I mean, they they block well, do, this, do a decent job of catching the rock when they need to. You know, they're not flashy, but, I mean, you know, it's just a, a you know, a decent group. Yeah, I'm wrong. Uh, Trey Burton's in his like seventh year, so I don't know why I was thinking he's like in his second year. But um, oh no, usually I'm I'm decent with uh, the the rosters, but I, I blanked out right there. Um, moving on to the other receiving threats they have, they have a, they have a solid receiver core too. Allen Robinson, another guy I freaking drafted, he's not getting the ball as much as I want him to touchdowns. Um, but he's a he's a he's a really good player. Um, he's overlooked a little bit, but I think he's a really good player. Taylor Gabriel's a, a burner who's who's you know he's okay. Anthony yeah. Miller, I really like him coming out of college. Um, coming into the draft, and then Kevin White, he's men making a little bit of plays, but it's not like a group who's going to like completely burn you. But I think Robinson, Gabriel, Miller is is a better group than like um, you know the Colts that, that we played, or you know. Uh, so it's a, it's a group you can't just overlook. I think it's okay, decent. Yeah, no, it's a decent group. I mean, haven't seen much production from Kevin White at all since he was you know picked in the first round a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, and like you said, Robinson. I mean, Robinson's actually a good receiver. I, I actually like Allen Robinson. I like him a lot. He's yeah, he's the most dependable one for sure. And um, I really want. I wanted the Jets to sign him this offseason. They did. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah he's he's the one that's the most dependable. Uh, and the other two, you know, they fill in when they need to. So I mean, like you said, overall it's a decent group. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on to the offensive line. Uh, this is a this is a group where I'll just overall talking about them. You look at you know Leno Jr. at left tackle, Cush at left guard, uh, Whitehair at center, who a lot of Jets fans wanted over Christian Hackenberg a couple of years ago, uh, which would have been a smart move because uh, Hackenberg is probably the worst second round pick we've ever had. Uh, Kyle Long at right guard, Bobby Massey at right tackle. It's it's I I know that I know they're a good group. I watched them. They open up holes. I think this is a, definitely a top half of the league offensive line. Uh, they, they, they they protect Trubisky. They open up holes for uh, Howard and, and Cohen. So this is an offensive line. This is one of the best offensive line I think they've they've played. It's I think it's a pretty good group too. Yeah, no, this is gonna be this is gonna be one of the you know I just I don't want to put them in the top of the league, but it's definitely a group a good group you know from yeah, an the, offense perspective. Yeah, I mean it's a I good think solid being conservative, line. they're top ten. I think that's conservative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean it's a definitely a solid line, and they. They've done a good job, especially in the run game, for sure. And their pass blocking has gotten a lot better, too, you know, the, the, the times that I've been watching them. So, I mean, the, you know, the Jets' defensive front, they're, they're going to have their hands full. I mean, it's not going to be easy going against this group. Yeah, uh, moving on defensive line. Um, it's a, it, This is another it's – a, it's, it's a solid group. It's not the Vikings or any of those teams that we've played. But Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks, uh, they're, they're two decent, you know uh, – not yeah, they're two decent interior linemen. And then you have uh, Jonathan Bullard, who I've, I've honestly really never have heard have heard of. But you're gonna have a, a weak spot here or there, unless you're like the Jaguars or the Vikings or one of those teams. But uh, right. yeah, Goldman and Hicks, and you look at the, the rest of the players around out that front seven: uh, Khalil Mack and Floyd as the as the edge players in the three four. And then yep. you have a guy in Aaron Lynch, who I believe he came from the from the Niners. He's another good. He's a solid backup, so they can rotate yep. him in a little bit. And then you have uh, Dan Trevathan and Roquan Smith. Dan Trevathan's a really good player. Roquan Smith's a, you know a rookie. Um, so the front seven is 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 again really solid. The Jets have played a lot of good front sevens with, you know, the the Dolphins in their pass rush, the Bears, the Jags, the Browns. So Donald's definitely getting a lot thrown at him in defenses so far. Yeah, and I mean, if he thought he, I mean, seeing the pressure he saw last week against Minnesota, it's not going <laughs> to stop. Like with this, no, it's going to be worse. Even with a, even with the, you know, and I think a little Max is dealing with the ankle injury. I mean, so he may be like ninety percent. But still, between Goldman Hicks, 
you know, uh, Trevathan, uh, when Roquan Smith gets in, I mean, that's their front seven. I mean, this, this is a good group. So the pressure is still, it's going to keep coming, you know, next week, you know, the same thing that he saw mm-hmm. that he saw against Minnesota, you know, it's just not going to stop, you know, with, with this Bears team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for sure. And Khalil Mack on one leg is better than, you know, 95% of the league. It doesn't even matter if he's injured, honestly, just that good. Uh, secondary is a place where people have been attacking a little bit. I think it's, it's, it's okay. This is an okay secondary. Eddie Jackson's uh, this is, I believe this is his first year. I was, Honestly, I'm so added. I was so added to him with a draft because I was in the academy where you're there for like 15 hours a day. Um, right. Yeah, Eddie Jackson's a rookie this year, I believe. I, I don't know why I'm blanking out. Uh, Adrian Amos is a top flight safety in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Flores, he's a solid. He's a solid corner. Prince Mukamara. People are saying he's having a really good year. I think having a front seven like he does is aiding him a little bit, to be honest. So I think he's okay. Uh, Bryce Callahan, Marcus Cooper. Um, so I think the, I think the secondary is decent. It's not as good as the front seven, but it's still it's still formidable for sure. Yeah, no, it, it's an average secondary with the exception of maybe Adrian Amos. I mean, yeah. other than that, it's just I mean, and he probably he's the one that brings it up to be an average. <laughs> Tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just but as a group, you know, they're kind of average. I, I had I mean I hadn't. I mean, while I like the potential when Kyle Fuller first came out in the draft. He just hadn't lived up to any of the first round. You got a case of the dropsies too. Yeah, I mean, he just had—he hasn't lived <laughs> up to any of that. Neither has Chris Mukamara. I mean, he—he's—you know—he was average with the Giants, and I mean, he's—you know—doing okay now. He's having a better year, but I'm like you—I think the front seven's having about a little bit, and mm-hmm. everybody else, you know, they're just kind of—you know—they're—they feel the roles that they need to fill. So, I mean, it's an average secondary. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, and then moving on, um, the guys who might not play, I, their injury report—I haven't seen it yet—but for the Jets. Uh, I know Long is injured and he might not play, which might be a blessing in disguise. Not even in disguise, it might just be a blessing. Um, Tremaine Johnson, I think he's going to play. It seems like he's going to play. We know Anunwa's not going to play. Uh, Robbie Anderson didn't practice today with an ankle, which if Robbie Anderson can't go and Anunwa can't go, and then you have, you know, uh, Jermaine Curse and Andre Roberts and Sharon Peak and, uh, you know, these type of guys, I'm not, I'm not too confident. Um, yeah. Beecham had a back injury, but it seems it seems like Long might not play, Anderson might not play, and then Scream might not play. Um, it seems like May uh, – actually, well, Scream was limited on Tuesday, I put here, and then May was limited on Tuesday too, which, listen, man, if you got a broken thumb, I understand it sucks and it's going to hurt sometimes, but put a club on that and play, you know? Right. So uh, I hope he plays, but that's some of the injuries. Um, any, like – I didn't even write anything down because it seems like we say the same thing every week. Any, like, thoughts on the game, how they attack the Bears, which for offensively they got to attack the secondary – um, right. Defensively, uh, I I don't I don't know with all the all the all the problems the Jets are having right now. Get a pass rush, but uh, right. Offense, I think the offense is gonna be too much with that with that solid line, the good running game, and then guys like Allen Robinson on the outside. It's it's gonna be it's, this is a good Bears team. Yeah, no, it, this is a good Bears team. It's gonna be tough. I mean, I I, I mean, I don't really have anything to add. I def, I mean, I agree with you on offensively. The Jets need to attack need to attack the Bears secondary. Yeah, no defense. I don't know. To be honest with you, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the truth. I don't, you know, I don't know, yeah. you know, especially with, with the versatility of, of Trubisky and the playbook that they have. Then you throw that with, you know, the running backs that they have, and yeah, I mean, it's a lot to, you know, they're gonna have the, they're gonna have a lot to deal with. I mean, there's, if they don't have it right this week, you're gonna, we're gonna see so many mental errors this week. Like it's, it's gonna be, it's not gonna make any sense. Yeah, you know, I'm. Uh... I'm I'm a little bit um, afraid. Actually, I didn't put our I didn't put my score prediction down. Um, but yeah, with with all the things that Nagy does, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm afraid that the Jets are going to have a ton of mental errors where, where like Luvu came and cover the flat because just like the simple things we showed this week, like what's going to happen when all the crazy looks that they do or if they play a team like the Rams or the Chiefs. <laughs> right. And um, so uh, score score prediction, what are, you, what are you saying for this for this game? And uh, by the way, for the for the offense, I think the only thing they can do is really just throw a lot of exotic looks and blitzes at Trubisky because he still is young. So I think it's the only way to attack them. There's a lot of exotic type things. Mix it up. Don't play strictly right. zone, strictly man. Don't just drop, keep dropping four. Um, you know, I like to see a lot of exotic looks. And for the offense as well, I think that the Jets have had a lot of – or a little bit of success when they're running Sam Donald and, and the no-huddle, up-tempo type of offense. So I'm going to see that a little bit more this week because you want to keep – you know, if Khalil Mack is, is getting 30 seconds, 40 seconds between every play, um, you're screwed. But if you're rushing him to the line of scrimmage and keep throwing the ball, um, you can tire him out a little bit. So I think that's that would play to the Jets' benefit. Even though, like – you watch these games, you're at the game. Like those, t- what do you guys do during those TV timeouts? And you're sitting there for like uh, two minutes sometimes, just like chilling. So you, you kind of oh, get usually, usually, usually go over players, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was just like sit there. I'm like, yeah. I'm like sitting there, like just waiting. But uh, yeah, so, um, but that's, that's a, some other ways I think they can attack them. Uh, but what, your, what is your score prediction here? 27 17. Okay, um, you're saying 27. So, I don't know if the 27-17, man. We were pretty close last week, actually, too. I think I predicted yeah. 20-33, to 33 and it was 17-37, to 37, and then you were pretty close as well. I think you said 34-21. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Bears 30, Jets 20. Eh, screw it. Yeah. That's, my, that's my score. Whatever. Okay. Um, Pick'ems. So, Last week we both went three and two. Uh, we picked we both picked the Broncos who beat the Cardinals. That <laughs> no, it pissed me off so much about that game, Marcus. I just dropped the Broncos defense because they were oh. playing like garbage. And then the kid who I played that week picked them up. He beat me by like like ten points, and the defense got him thirty five points. He had like two fumble recoveries, two pick sixes. I was like. God. Yep. So, <laughs> like, I picked the game correctly, but geez, man. And I had Sanders, too, which helped. But, uh, yeah, the Broncos whooped the Cardinals' asses on Thursday Night Football, 45-10. to 10. Uh, We both picked the Broncos smartly. We both picked the Eagles, who lost at home uh, to the Panthers, 21-17. to 17. We both picked the Saints, who probably won because Justin Tucker missed his first extra, extra point. Um, I think it was like 119 for 119. He missed like yeah. the one. Um, but the Saints did win 24 to 23. So we got that game right. We got the, obviously the Jets game right. And we both picked the Cowboys who blew it versus the Redskins 20 to 17. So we both went three and two, um, bringing our records to, you know, mine to 23, 21 and one and yours to 28, 16 and one. Uh, I think we're going to have some different picks this week this this week i put some weird games in here i'm not gonna lie i did it on purpose yeah no, i know i figured that too yeah yeah i got it um so this week the first game the four which is the game tonight the four and three dolphins at the four and three texans and you're picking first remember because you're in the league that's how that's how yeah. it should be working i'm gonna take the texans yeah okay yeah i'm, I'm gonna take the texans too just because i hate i freaking hate everything about the dolphins and they have brock osweiler playing who uh, he might be going to that game thing. He's going to get revenge on the Texans or something like that, but he sucks. Right. So, the next game, uh, Sunday at 9.30. Um, this is a game of the, the two disappointments teams who are supposed to be in the Super Bowl or near the Super Bowl this year. The 3-4 and four Eagles in London, you know, at the 3-4 and four Jaguars. So, basically, a mutual playing field here. 
Yeah. Um, I think I think are the Jag. I think I don't. I know they benched Trubisky last week, or not Trubisky. Bortles, um, yeah. Bortles last week, and they played uh, Kessler. I don't know if they're starting Kessler this week or not, but uh, that kind of actually doesn't make my pick. But yeah, and because of that, I'm gonna take the Eagles. Just because of do Bortles is playing bad right now. Hey, they should have freaking traded for Teddy Bridgewater, but um, yeah, 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 he's playing bad right now. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm like, taking the Eagles too. The, the, they, they have no run game. I know you. I mean, yeah, I'm taking the Eagles. That's, I mean, that's part of the issues. I'm yeah, the, this game, this next game is probably the hardest, the hardest one for me. Uh, I'm taking, the, I'm taking the Eagles as well, just because the Jags. I, I, but the Eagles too. The Eagles are such a disappointment this year as well. Like they almost got. I don't, I don't know. They're both just playing bad, but. Uh, I'll take the Eagles on that one just because the Jags are getting blown out versus bad teams. It's not even close. Uh, next game, four and three Ravens at the four and two Panthers. I think this is going to be a really, really nice one to watch. No, this is going to be a really good game to watch. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take the Panthers. And this one. I feel like you've taken the Panthers a lot, and when I pick against them, I always lose. Um, and the, <laughs> and the, and the Panthers are always like, they seem like really good at home. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, they see. Yeah, and they've had some good wins. This, I mean, this year, I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens a lot. I just, I mean, Carolina just at home. They usually play really well. Screw it. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm taking the Ravens here just because I I need to I need to chip away at your lead right now. We're we're almost halfway through the season, and then we'll pick some playoff games as well. Um, okay. So let me hear him pick these two. So I oh yeah okay okay. Uh, three and three Seahawks uh, at the three and three Lions. Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay, I'm going to take the. Uh, I f- screw it. I'll take the just, Lions. Can you pause it real quick? Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay, yeah. Just let me just let me open the door for my wife real quick. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. Yeah, I'll let's get started because. Um, well. I was going to pause it, but I'm, screw it. I won't even pause it. Um, I guess talking about this next game, uh, let's see where I can go with this one. So he's taking the Seahawks. I'm taking the Lions. I don't really even feel comfortable about this pick. I'm not going to lie because the Lions are so inconsistent. But I know over the last couple of weeks they've been a little bit better. And the Seahawks on the road just are not the, uh, they're not the same team. Um, so I'm going to end up taking the the, uh, the the Lions here. Hopefully I catch up two games, but we, we shall see. Um, and then the next game I have, we have a couple, we have three more games here, um, which are going to be, um, you know, pretty interesting. But um, I guess we'll just wait for Marcus to um, get back here. Great. This is this is this is a good uh, dead dead silence for the uh, for the podcast. But if anybody remembers those creepy crawly things, uh, you can you can message me. And like I said, uh, while Marcus is gone, a um, couple of things I addressed earlier in the show. Uh, one, if you are going to the games, please just show up. I I can't deal with sitting in the three hundred sections, which we hear about the three hundred sections from like fans who haven't been there, and oh, it's so crazy and. Um, you know, you, you never want to uh, sit up there as an opposing fan. There's fans sitting all over the place. Jets fans aren't standing up and cheering. Get off your phones. Get off of freaking Twitter. Get off your fantasy teams. Um, it's, it's, anno- it's annoying to see. And like I said, too, I, I know it's all good. I, I'm still recording. I just decided to just talk about random crap because that's what I do. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so I, I went a little bit back into the, into the stadium and stuff like that. 
I'm um, just talking to fans about that. But uh, moving on, so so you picked the um, line, or you picked the Seahawks. I picked the Lions at home just because I feel like the Seahawks are a little bit iffy on the on the road, and the Lions are playing a little bit better. Um, next game is a weird one, <laughs> really a weird one. I don't know. I, I just threw it in there. The um, one and six 49ers at the one and six Cardinals at 425. <laughs> Cardinals. Cardinals. All right. I'm or right, I'm taking the I'm taking the Niners. Screw it. Okay. I don't, but um all right. So the next one, uh three two one Packers at the seven and Rams. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams. Rams, I'm yeah. taking the Rams too. Okay, so we at least we got like three different games this week so far. Uh last game, five and one Saints at the four two and one Vikings. It's a really good game on Sunday night. Yeah, that's gonna be good. I'm gonna take the Vikings though. Vikings. All right, I'm gonna take the Saints. I'm gonna take the Saints. We got a couple different games. Um, both taking the Bears. We're both taking the Texans. Both taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Ravens. You're taking the Panthers. I'm taking the Lions. You're taking the Seahawks. I'm taking the 49ers. You're taking the Cardinals. Uh, both taking the Rams. I'm taking the um, Saints, and you're taking the the Vikings. Uh, so that's it for the week. Uh, anything to uh, close out with, Marcus? Anything you want to say? Not that's it, man. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, it's a better game this week. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. Um, we appreciate it for listening. We appreciate the support. Like I said, if you are going to the game in a couple of weeks, get off your asses, get off of Twitter. Um, yeah. Leave those reviews, and we will see you uh, next, next Thursday. We appreciate it for listening.